the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show, where the bookies get on. Welcome back to the Mikey Bet Show, everybody. We have a great one. First off, I just want to talk about our guests coming on the show. First guest is going to be the Catman from ESPN 1000, but it's not just going to be in order. It's going to be a panel. So I'm going to have the Philly Godfather on. Everybody knows the Philly Godfather. And I'm going to go have uh, Matt Mosepes on as well, who is from the College Kids. And then uh, we're all going to have a panel. We're going to be talking. It's going to be a good time. I want to introduce my co-hosts, Elliot and Jeff. What's up, guys? Yo. Yo, yo. Um. Before we get into it, I kind of want to talk about this fucking Blackhawk scandal because uh, we never talk about hockey on this podcast because hockey sucks. It's lame. And if you listen to it or if you like it, I'm sorry, but I just think it's lame. Um, and it, this gives me more juice to hate on it because they're fucking sexual predators. Oh, man, that's so weird. I, I read the 104 page uh, court case, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And let me just tell you, I've read some of the most nasty things I've ever read in my life and fuck the Blackhawks, bro. I, I, I have one Jersey. I'm going to burn it. I'm going to burn it, dude. I'm, I'm done with it. Not doing it anymore. That's just nasty. What are you guys thoughts on that? Well, you gotta, you gotta send me that, uh, that article. I read like the basic ESPN article, so they didn't get well, into details. They're not going to say it on any other podcast, but I'll, I'll tell you some of the details. So one of the details where this guy, while they were winning or while they were celebrating, got him fucking drunk, put him in a room, said either you suck my dick or uh, you're never going to play in the NHL again and you're never going to walk again. And then he fucking came on his back and, like, sent him on his way. Oh, my so God. This is... Dude. That's way, worse. That's way worse they, than I ever would have thought. They all found out about it. They all found out about it. Everybody fucking knows about it. Everybody and their mother on the Blackhawks. Know, and, and they were pointing at, like, hey, like Patrick Kane and them, like, Hey, don't go by that guy. You know, he's he's the guy. Like, what do you mean? You have a guy on, on your fucking, and that's okay? That does not make sense to me. I, I just don't understand. And then what did they do? They gave the guy a fucking letter of recommendation to go to a high school. And then what does he do in that high school? He does the same thing to a 16-year-old kid. Fucking disgusting. Fucking disgusting. Imagine, like, your kid. Like, bro, fuck you. Fuck you, yeah. Stan Bowman. Fuck you, anybody who supports this guy. Fuck you. You're getting an ice skate to the. You're getting an ice skate to the temple. You do some shit like that to somebody in my family, and the players yeah, should have right. done it themselves. And then yeah. people were saying, people were calling in and were like, "Oh well, he's he's big uh, NHL guy. He can fucking defend himself." And it's like, no, dude. There's a power trip. There's a power line. You're 20 years old, and you're at the lowest. You're on the lowest totem pole in hockey. Like you're a nobody, and you literally gotta like kiss ass, not suck dick, but kiss ass to fucking work your way up. And this guy, like, used him as a power trip. I, I just, I don't, I don't fuck it. Fuck this. I don't, I don't even want, his name is not even worth saying on the podcast. But we can say what he did, what an asshole he is. Yeah, fuck what a piece guy. of shit. Yeah, yeah garbage. That, that's, I mean, I, I, I read a little bit about it. I didn't get into detail like that. When we yeah. were doing our uh, our little prep pregame, we were going into it, <laughs> talking about, you know, just discussing it and how none of us like hockey. But that, I mean, that takes it to a whole other level. I mean, just hearing that and just knowing that every single person within the organization knew that the details of that blows yeah. my mind that they just allowed those people to continue to work. And 
continue to just be professionals. You know, it's a privilege to be a professional athlete. It's a privilege to have a job like that, to make that kind of money, to be in the public spotlight. You know, I, I say it all the time. It, it just kind of is what it is. It comes to the territory. And wow, I'm actually blown away. because This is the first time I'm hearing the details of exactly what happened. That's disgusting. I, you know, again, I, I like to play hockey. Can't watch it. Not a fan of it. But this, I, I heard Cap actually talk about it on his show today uh, about how can you let your kid wear a Blackhawk sweater going to school? Right. How can you let him wear a Blackhawks t-shirt? I mean, this, that's like probably one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. And Mikey, you just said it, man. Like, what if that was your son? Like, I got a kid. I, I honestly cannot believe what you just told me. Like, that's breaking news to me right now. I'm fucking disgusted. Like, you're stunned. Like, how do you even just read that and, and be like, yeah, that's cool. And then how many witnesses were there? 139 witnesses. Yeah. 139 witnesses. Like, not just this small incident, but everything around it. I always say that the Blackhawks PR is the best PR. They've been the best PR since, like, 2005. They've been covering up stories their whole life. I'm talking... Duncan Keith, uh, whatever his incident was, Patrick Kane and his, like, all his cases. Everything. And then you got the Patrick Sharp sleeping with other players' wives and shit. They covered that shit up. Like, dude, so much nasty, weird shit goes on in that locker room. And I'm so glad that they got exposed. Somehow, some way, I know this PR is going to be able to cover it up. And that's, like, the worst part about it. It's just, even they asked, they asked Quenville. They were like, so, do you think this will be a distraction to your team? He goes, no, I don't think it'll be a distraction. <laughs> what? Bro? Wow. And, then, and then the following question, they're like, "Yeah, so Quinville, you started off seven and zero for the, the Florida Panthers. Like, how do you feel?" I was like, "What?" And like, that's it. You guys aren't going to banter anymore. But that's why I don't fuck with hockey. Um, that's yeah, it's just so fucking stupid. My brother's a big hockey guy. My nephew plays hockey. He's a Chicago Blackhawks fan. So yeah, I'm gonna have to tell him to, to get rid of those jerseys. Fuck all that. I mean, this is ridiculous. Like I said, the article I read. Didn't give it justice compared to what you just said. Not at no, all. That, that's no, bro. Like you, 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 you. I, I'm fucking stuttering because I'm so mad. Like you, who are you? Like who is this fucking? And you see pictures of this little fucking bitch. Like fuck this guy. I, whatever. Fuck this. Guy. Anyways, that was all our Blackhawks talk. We're gonna have. I wait. I think Elliot wants to say something. Go ahead, Elliot. No, I mean, dude, I'm over it. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly stunned at what you just told me because I'm a locker room yeah. guy myself. And like right. Jeff and I, we played sports together. Like we grew up together. If I knew anybody on my team went through anything like that, I would not let that fly. Yeah, Literally, not a chance. Not a chance. You 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 catch wind of that at all? I don't care what it would do to my career, what it would do to me as a person, whatever the case may be. That doesn't fly. That guy is going to get some sort of punishment. It's going to be taken care of immediately. Because right. that's just unbelievable. So that, that actually makes me think so much less of, you know, again, we said we weren't hockey guys, but at the same time, we live in Chicago. We got, you know, we hear about Taze. We hear about Kane. We hear about yeah, Sharp. We hear about all these legends. Sense, yeah. That just taints all of their legacies, in my opinion, because how can you allow something like that to happen to a teammate and then not stand up for him, especially when you're the voice of the team or you're a captain on that team? Right. And you bet your them. ass. You bet your ass there's going to be a 30 for 30 about this shit. For sure. 10 years from now. 10 years from now, for sure. You always say winning uh, over everything, but that's this is ridiculous. That's unimaginable, that type of shit. One goal, right? One goal. That was the Blackhawks fucking, uh, that was their 
motto or whatever. Fuck them. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll bring a little bit up to something with Cap about it. I want to talk to him and get his opinion on it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all we're going to talk about for hockey. We got a few minutes before they come on, so let's just recap this shit show. Speaking of shit shows in Chicago, Chicago Bears suck. They <laughs> suck. I don't know how – well, I do know how Nagy has a job because when you have COVID, you legally can't get fired. Right? <laughs> so, so for he, he played the, oh, shit, I got COVID, right? So now he's got two more weeks of his job. I, I just don't understand this. Um, the Bears are stupid, and there is – I don't know who's more hopeless, the Blackhawks or the Bears. You know, it's, it's just – I don't know who's more hopeless. And, that, and that's not because of, like, the rape case. That's just because they are playing pretty shitty. But <laughs> I don't know who's in a more sticky situation. You just see the Bears, and, and there's no, like, communication. Nobody's talking to each other about anything, and you got players giving us more information than the coaches. Um, I heard that Simmons, the backup, didn't even get a snap in practice this week, last week. So that's, you know, he gave up like five, six sacks. And yeah, that's what happens when you don't practice and prepare to go into a game. And why would they prepare for backups to go into the game? It's not like they have offensive line injuries, do they? Oh, wait, yeah, they do. This whole fucking offseason they did. So Yeah, I mean, the, the whole Bears coaching staff is completely negligent, in my opinion. I mean. It's a joke. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Going into this week, I mean, you knew it wasn't going to be pretty, but nobody expected it to be this bad. I mean, right. I don't know. We have, uh, you know, the Philly Godfather. We got Matt from the College Kids coming up here soon. They had, uh, you know, on their last episode of Follow the Action, some of these guys were actually taking the Bears with the points, which being from Chicago, a lot of people around here were saying the same thing. You know, this yeah. was going to be an opportunity for the Bears to come out there, show something on the field, you know, make some noise, possibly, you know, put up some points. But to just do what they did out there on Sunday and then to just roll over, essentially. I mean, it was like an effort thing. You know, they had no chance the entire game. It was probably one of the most embarrassing things I've seen on TV in a long time when it comes to a football game. Because these are professional athletes. You know, do you think these guys are out there trying to put, you know, something on tape to get a job next season or, you know, build their value? I mean, it was awful. The Bears just looked like they were unprepared. Like they were underprepared and didn't want to play. And that that's just not going to fly. I know people are chalking it up to, oh, they're the Super Bowl champs. You know, they're one of the best teams in the league. It, it doesn't matter. This is Chicago. We're trying to win. <laughs> You're an NFL well, football team. And that's the, that's the thing. Yes, we played the champs and we got our ass kicked. What, what is the goal, right? To be champs, to win, to be Super Bowl contenders? What, what excuse is that? Well, well, they're the Super Bowl champs. We sh- like the goal is to be in that position. And that's that's what I'm not understanding. Oh, speak of the devil. Hold on, everybody. Well, I'm Mikey. Real quick before you transition, I love that you brought up Nagy buying himself two more paychecks because I brought that up preseason that that's the reason why he's starting Andy Dalton because it's going to buy yeah. himself some more time because at the end of the day, if he could have played that out, he could have said, well, because we're sitting our, our number one pick, Justin Fields, we don't know what what kind of team we're going to be. Then he has to play him, and now everything's going south. And now you think he's going to be on the chopping block after a game like that. And then, like you said, he buys himself two more paychecks by saying, I got COVID. I can't play. Dude. Legally, you can't fire me. And then Great hopefully excuse. everybody forgets about it. Yeah. Hopefully everybody forgets about it, dude. It, it, they're so fucking dumb. 
First off, I want to uh, give a shout out to Cap. Shout out to Cap. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, from ESPN 1000, NBC Chicago. You can find him at the Catman on Twitter, Instagram, and for the old timers, go check him out on Facebook. We got Philly Godfather, a.k.a. my long-lost pops, who once again ditched me when I was in the Northeast again, so that's okay. And then um, we got my, my half-brother, uh, Matt, here from the College Kids. What's going on, Matt? We got everybody here, and we're going to be talking a little bit of sports, recapping the NFL, some bullshit. Um, but before we get too serious, Cap, we just went over it a little bit. We were talking about these uh, Chicago Blackhawks. How do we wow. feel about these Chicago Blackhawks? Uh, are we talking on ice or the nonsense and awfulness that happened? Well, they both fucking suck. So you can start whichever panel you want. Uh, I mean, they're winning the night two to nothing. Of course, I laid a goal and a half with them, of course. So did I. Finally winning. Um, no, the, the sick thing is what went on in this young man, Kyle Beach, who was a first-round draft pick who uh, was molested by the video coach. He went on TSN in Canada tonight and revealed that he's John Doe. And no one ever knew who it was. And he went out and talked about it and all of it. All the executives that were there are now gone. And I will not be surprised if Joel Quenville is either suspended or fired because he issued a statement in July. First, I heard of it was when there was a lawsuit back this six months ago in May. And now the investigation comes out yesterday that he was at the meeting and said, hey, push this to the side. We've got one more round to win a Stanley Cup. And so they prioritized winning over a guy getting molested. And then when they did that, they they knew this video coach did it. They still kept him on the job. He has his name on the Stanley Cup. He has pictures of him with all the coaches. He gets a day with the cup. He rides in the parade. Like, as soon as you find this out, how do you not suspend him pending an investigation and not let him around anybody? Right. Yeah, exactly. Cap, we were, we were talking about that before you jumped on here. Just even just from the teammates. How can the teammates be around this guy? How can, you know, his teammates know what happened? And again, like you just said, be in the parade, spend time with this guy and just allow him to be a part of everything that they've done, despite what he did to a member of that squad. Yeah, it's going to cost them millions of dollars. They were fined two million by the league, but they you know, your lawyer would always tell you, do not announce that you were wrong. But they did just that yesterday, which I thought was stand up at the mm -hmm. press conference. They said, hey, we're going to offer to settle these lawsuits because we're at fault. So these guys are going to get paid a lot of money, but it doesn't undo the horribleness. I mean, it's the lead story here in Chicago on every newspaper, every radio and TV station. And I don't know how they get their reputation back. It tarnishes that Stanley Cup run with without a doubt. Will this be the biggest stain in Chicago sports history right here? Like when this all comes out? That's a great question. I mean, you have the Black Sox scandal, but none of us were alive and there was no media coverage, you know, like there is today. That was 1919. So this probably goes down. Northwestern shaving points. Uh, you had a Bears player get arrested dealing drugs near O'Hare. He had awesome. 50 pounds of 
cocaine or whatever it was. And he's eating at Gibson Steakhouse, one of the best steakhouses out near the airport. And he gets up on the table. He goes outside, thinks he's dealing with somebody he's buying from. It turns out it's an undercover cop. And he's still away. I think he got 15 or 20 years. So he was Sam Hurd, who was a really good player. Cowboys dropped him for a reason. Yeah. He went to Northern Illinois, where I was the basketball coach. That guy was a really good player. And he signed a really good deal. You know, it was like a 15 or $20 million deal and couldn't stay out of trouble. See, my problem with all of this is that it takes away from how good the Bulls are doing. And, you know, that's just my problem. Why, why are you going to take away from our 4-0 Bulls? That doesn't make sense to me. Finally, we're good again, and nobody wants to talk about them now. This is the biggest story. And the Bears suck. So it's just a, it's a double whammy for uh, – for sports, I guess. Yeah, but say. Matt Nagy's going to go as he's dressing up as a football coach for Halloween this year. <laughs> well, I, I was just saying he he called for COVID because legally you can't get fired for two more weeks. He's he's getting two more paychecks. That guy, correct? You know, well, he's somebody still on pay. they owe him his money. Yeah, way. yeah. we got the somebody. WNBA and the Bulls, so we got basketball in Chicago. That's that's WNBA. It. That's right. Oh, yeah. Shout out Candace Parker. Shout out Candace Parker. Uh, so let's talk about this uh, last week for the NFL. Um, I listened to a podcast. It's a pretty good podcast. They they uh, have their YouTube channel. It's called Follow the Action. I don't know if you guys heard about it. but uh, It's the best. The best, right? So wh- they told me to, to pick the Bears plus 14 and a half. I'm pretty fucking pissed. <laughs> That I wasn't me. Anybody thought they could be that inept? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If, if you if you listen to Follow the Action, you guys know that like 99 of the time their picks are right. They're going to get one wrong, and you have to laugh at it. The one Wait, turn out, the pick wasn't wrong. Listen, at one point I looked at the box score. Tampa Bay had 100 total yards, and they were up like 32 to three. It was the turnovers. Right. Like you can't handicap turnovers, but that offensive. Right. I mean, me and Caps have talked about this offensive line for the Bears team for years. I don't care who you bring in as quarterback. If you don't address the issues on the offensive line, it's never going to work out for anybody. They brought in Nick Foles. You know, if you don't have a great offensive line, he's not going to do nothing. He got hurt right away. You bring in a superstar kid, you pick him, Justin Fields, and the offensive line hasn't been secured. It hasn't been, you know, tightened up. And no matter what he does, those guys are coming at him so fast. You know, and a lot of people are blaming the kid, but – but, at the end of the day, it's all about how strong your offensive line is, how strong your pass protection is. So Stevie, uh, Dan Orlovsky broke down the tape. The first fumble when Fields got hit, he got hit 1.51 <laughs> seconds. The second one was 2.01 seconds. Ben Roethlisberger has the fastest release in the National Football League, 2.6 seconds. So yeah. this is faster than that. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, just shot. One Mississippi, boom, you're getting hit by, like, the biggest, strongest, fastest people in the world. And they have weighed by 70 pounds, and they bench press 6,000 pounds, and you're a quarterback, you know, you're a rookie quarterback. What, you know, what do you guys want them to do? And like I said, you can, you can handicap the game. You can try to handicap, you know, the box score, but you can't handicap turnovers. And, you know, turnovers will kill you, and that's, that's what happened in that game. You're getting almost two touchdowns at home. With that type of pass rush, even though I think uh, what Hicks was out, uh, it does, yeah, they, Hicks was out. They still should have been in that game. I mean, I, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. You know, and like you guys talk about that. Nagy's not the, you know, not the best coach in the world, even though he won't coach of the year. And we bet him that year at 20 to one. I don't right. even know how we catch that ticket. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that was, um, he told me at the start of the year, Hey, I like your bears. They should bet Nagy to be coach of the year. And he freaking won it. <laughs> oh. That's a miracle. That's a one in a million sh- like chance. And if they don't double joint that, that kick against the Eagles, we might have gotten to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 95 to one. We had the yeah. Bears in the year at 95 to one. The, the Eagles barely squeezed by the Bears. The Saints barely squeezed by the Eagles. And the Rams barely squeezed by the Saints. The NFC was wide open that year. It was. I, was, I was at that game and I had a huge ticket on the Eagles money line. And I squeaked through the crowd as I was cheering because everybody at Soldier Field was very disappointed. Oh, we were in shock. Like, he what? He missed it? He couldn't believe it. Oh, wait, it got tipped. Didn't it get tipped, Cap? Did that, it uh, got tipped. It got tipped. It got tipped barely by like a fingernail. Yeah. Uh. First time I smoked a cigarette was after that fucking kick. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Oh, my gosh. So, um, I, one of the best plays that you guys you guys had, though, and I kind of piggybacked off it after I listened to Follow the Action, I, uh, I really liked – Bengals plus seven and a half after you guys described that. Dude, if the Bears played the Bengals week three, okay? Or I think I believe it's either week two or uh, week two. I think it was. Whatever. Doesn't matter. We were favorites. If you look at it now, if you if you, if the Bears were to play them this week, we would definitely be like it would be a six point spread and it would be the the Bengals. So it is a week to week league. But it goes but back but it goes back to what Steve said. The Bears beat the Bengals. Why? Because they got three consecutive turnovers from Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. They got right. Does that well, right? even with uh, even with these Detroit Lions, that's what's killing them. They're the best Owens fucking seven team I've ever seen in my life, and oh, they're the best Owen three team I've ever seen in my life. And then it was four, five, six, seven. It's going to be eight this week. Uh, just... Too many turnovers. Way too many turnovers, and it's, it's just been awful. But I do like. I know Cap, you have your feelings on uh on Dan Campbell. He's a little bit of a juice head, a little bit of a meathead. He's a meathead, but he's entertaining, man. He's entertaining. Yeah. You, know who, you know who's winning right now? Cap's winning with those biceps. He looks like he's been working out like crazy. Dude, Great. I know. Pumping iron. I was thinking the same thing. He's looking buff out there. I yeah, just, I, got, hurt. I just got done working out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's what it was. He's getting ready for the show. <laughs> he, he was uh he was tossing manhole covers. Maple Leafs just scored. We're back in the game. There we oh, go. Man. Nothing nothing says degenerate gamblers like uh betting the Blackhawks on uh right after the the uh scandal. It, it was like a steal to me. I was like, dude, their momentum's gonna be down. There's no way that they're gonna get this dub. And uh they're down two one, right? It's two one right now, Cap. Two to one. All right, geez. That's all right. Um, so let's talk a little bit of football, right? I mean, we're, we all know a little bit about football. Who do we like for week eight? Green Bay plus the seven. The Colts. I'm on Colts the Colts. Be the Titans. I'm on the Colts. That's a good one. I love the Colts this week. Colts? Uh, yeah, the Colts have been amazing. Uh, not amazing. They've been the most amazing two and four team or three and four Starting team. to get healthy, man. They get uh, Smith back. They got Nelson back now. Wentz is rolling a little bit. Team's getting a little healthy. Last time they played, uh, 
tough game. You know, they've been in these games, Rams, Seattle. They've been in all of these games. This week, I think they win the game and cover. Yeah, they had, you. They had, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, they had a tough uh, five-game stretch to start the season. They were all mm-hmm. banged up. Right now, I mean, if they beat the Titans this week, this week which I think they should, you can grab 66-1 to one on them to win the Super Bowl. And the AFC this year is wide open. I mean, Buffalo's got the best point differential in the AFC, followed by the Bengals. But both those teams have seemed vulnerable. And if the Colts could put some wins together at 66-1, to one, there's a lot of, you know, I, I hate saying the word value, but there's a lot of value. Pair, that up. Yeah. Pair that up with John Morant, 31 MVP. <laughs> yeah, oh, we better. I'm taking that. I'm so a little, sure. little birdie known as the Philly Godfather put this <laughs> no-shot parlay out. So I went on DraftKings and bet it last night. John Morant, the Colts, and what's the third thing we put in there? Georgia Bulldogs. The Georgia champion. Bulldogs. Yeah, fifty crazy. Fifty bucks wins you like almost two hundred twenty thousand. <laughs> yeah, I had a free bet in there of hundred and twenty dollars. I put it all in. Uh, it pays oh, five hundred grand. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and, and the bad part is the Super Bowl comes after the NBA MVP. If it was the other way around, you could have, you could have hedged that bet if the Colts got deep into the playoffs. You know, right. Right, uh, right. You know, it's it's a fairy tale, but you never know. Fairy tales come true sometimes. Yes, they do. Last year, it's funny. Uh, it was two seasons ago. I'm doing my other show. I wasn't doing mornings then. Steve is on with me, and he we, he gave out some play. I'm trying to remember who it was. He calls me on Sunday. He goes, "Hey, dude, let's play a lottery ticket and take it the other way." I think it was the Eagles on Sunday night football. They were getting a boatload. He goes, let's play him on the money line. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we I both it threw it. Was it San Fran Thursday? Yeah. I think it was San Fran Thursday night. I, I forget. It was either Thursday, was Sunday night, something like that. It was Sunday night. And and so I threw $200 on him, like plus 350 Bam! Yeah. It won. And then last year, we had Washington against the 11-0 Pittsburgh Steelers on the money line, plus 300 They were getting The Eagles against the Saints. Yeah, Eagles Saints. Yeah, we hit him once in a while. We hit him once. So I almost called you the other day because I'm talking to a friend of mine who works for the Bulls. He's like, "Man, Lonzo Ball's like a caged animal. They're playing the Pelicans. He wants to rub their nose in it and prove how good he is." So I go online. I look. He's 35 to one to get a triple double. I'm like, "Yo!" I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't play it. I had him on a uh, a uh, same game parlay with eight assists and. Motherfucker threw up a triple double. Wow. Yeah, I literally I tweeted that out. I tweeted that out as my free play. I said yeah, Mikey Lonzo had that at, one. at plus three thousand to hit a triple double. And I want like everybody fucking what everyone was like tweeting me and like what's your PayPal? Of course they didn't send me the money. Because why would they ever? <laughs> That's a great pick by you. I wish I'd have played. <laughs> That's next a- time. Next time. I just put it yeah, in that part like ten dollars pays uh forty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll put it in two. I'll put it in two. Uh, you know if, what game I game I like on Sunday? I like the Seahawks laying. They're only laying three at home. Jacksonville two. Sticks. Oh yikes! Yeah, but Geno Smith. He's, he's been playing all right. He's been playing okay. He's, he's not getting get out of his own good. way. But, you know. Monday, yeah, Monday was raining, so you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He almost hit 200 yards on that one. I also I like the Chargers. I just think Justin Herbert's that that guy. I think he's that. Dude's a tank. Uh, dude's a tank. 
Yeah, let me ask. Six points, a lot of points, Cat. I mean, they both played the Cowboys tough. That's that's a tough. Okay, I'm a Cowboys tough. fan, but the Chargers should have beat the Cowboys. I mean, yeah. the penalties in that game were embarrassing to watch. If you were mm-hmm. part of the NFL, okay. I, I have a question, Steve. How did you raise your son to be a better handicapper than you? He's a beast. Oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Let me tell you something. He's not even lying. Cat's not lying. Both my kids do all the NBA now. Uh, they do almost all the baseball, and eventually they're probably going to take over the NFL too. I mean, they, they just uh, – and it's weird because I never pushed them. I never pushed them in any direction. I never put any, like, pressure on them. I'm going to be honest. I've never seen one report card from either kid. They <laughs> <laughs> need to. That truth. I just want them to keep going to school. Like, I'm that type of parent where I look at other things, like who they're hanging out with, Make sure they're not hanging with the wrong crowd. As long as they kept going to school, I was cool with that. I didn't. I didn't need someone to judge my kids and tell me, you know, how smart they are or how, you know, not smart they are. I know who my kids are. So I was that type of parent. I never put pressure on them to go in any direction. They picked it up. Uh, they watch a lot more sports than I do these days. And I'm going to be honest. They've gotten so. <laughs> and when it comes to the NBA and baseball, they're they're probably one of the sharpest. You know. Two sharpest guys on the planet right now. Yeah, I follow them on Twitter. I got to figure out and get your picks because you guys, A, you entertain me, but B, I can't tell you how many times I go to bed. I look, I'm like, son of a bitch, they nailed it again. I was going <laughs> to ask you that when we were on here, uh, Philly Godfather, just, you know, you, you get, you know, athletes, they have kids, you know, I put the ball in his crib, you know, something like that. Whereas, like, you, you just put the, the lines in his crib. To put him to bed, reading the screen, (laughs) (laughs) just talking football, talking spreads, talking handicaps. Well, I've taken them everywhere with me since they were kids, whether it's in a corporate boardroom, whether it's out in Vegas. Like they've always been with me because to me, that's how I wanted to educate. I wanted them to see what, you know, all the stuff I go through. We we had a zoning meeting up in Franklin, PA the other day. I took uh, Matt up there with me just so he could. Why it's the way I talk to these guys, the way I approach it. And we end up winning the zoning meeting. I didn't even need a lawyer. But, uh, yeah, they've been around sports betting their whole life. And, you know, my crew's a little shady. But, you know, you got guys like Jimmy Batista. You got guys like Rooster. You got guys, you know, around me that they've written books about, movies about. They're doing a movie about my life now. We're actually shooting a Netflix special. I think uh, next week, me and uh, Sheep's going to be on there. It's uh, Untold Stories. So they, they just grew up in it. And I never pushed it on them. But like I said, when it comes to baseball, when it comes to the NBA, I consider both my kids probably two of the sharpest guys in the world right now in the sports betting market. Yeah, they're very, nice very humble, good. I was going to say, nice humble brag there. You know, just getting deals done. Didn't need the lawyer. Took care of it myself. <laughs> uh, well, well, that's how I am. I'm a simple guy. Like, if, you know, I went in there and I just, you know, I just let it rip, you know, from my heart. And that's, you know, sometimes you don't need them, but. Um, I always take my kids everywhere. They've been out in Vegas with me. You know, they've been surrounded by some of the sharpest minds in the world, whether it's the Chinaman, Sheep, uh, you know, some of the greatest handicappers on the planet. And they uh, picked it up and, you know, they watch, you know, I'm getting old, man. I'm getting old. I'm going to be honest, you know, and they, they watch a lot more sports than I do. You know, 4-1 Astros, by the way, 4-1. Let's go. I'm just soaking it in from you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm not a better. I just started when I met Mikey. So my friends have been trying to get me to bet our whole lives, but like Elliot, I've known him forever. These guys are scumbags. They don't know what they're talking about. I, I don't believe them. So I'm listening to you guys and I like it. Well, you got to do your research. It's just like anything else. Uh, people always want to call us gamblers. 
tell us we're investors. You know, if you're if, if you read up on the stock market and you like the stock and you did your homework, you're going to purchase that stock at a you know at a number, and that's all we're doing with these teams. These teams are corporations to us. They're they're kind of like a stock, like a week to week stock. And if you know what you're looking for, and you can find some you know some value, if you can find some clarity in the market, you're going to make some money in this business. That's what it is. The lines are constantly moving, and if you can get the best of the number and be on the right side, you're going to you know you can make a couple bucks. He's exactly right. But you know what the average Joe does? I don't like that guy, so I'm betting against him. You <laughs> yeah. got to take Reason a bias. And when, and when I, I had breakfast with Steve in Philly in Rittenhouse Square, right? Yeah, Rittenhouse Square, yeah. And he said, when you look at the matchup, look who's who's got the better O-line, who's got the better D-line, and who has the better quarterback. The rest of this shit really doesn't matter. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Wide receivers come and go. I mean, it's and injuries are big, man. I always tell people injuries to your offensive line, they're major. Yeah. And you you gotta know who's banged up, who's not a hundred percent. Some of our biggest wagers ever were against teams whose offensive lines were banged up that week. I mean, it's just you know, you got no offensive line, you got no football team. That's it. Just look at the Bears. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's funny, they play the Cleveland Browns, and I'm shocked, people are shocked. That Jason Peters, who's going to be 40, makes a million five a year, got beat by Miles Garrett, who makes 130 million. And then we got some undrafted dude at the other end, and he's going up against Jadavian Clowney, who was the number one pick. I'm shocked. They're shocked why we got our ass kicked. <laughs> well, how'd you like this week? This week they had uh, Simmons, right? He got his ass handed to Davia Simmons. He lasted 22 plays. You're out. Well, they didn't even <laughs> let him practice. He had zero snaps at practice for the past two weeks. Correct. Wow. A, a guy came out down with COVID like mm. at 11 a.m. An hour oh, before the yeah, kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, to me, like the Bears logic is, oh, why would we need our backups to take a snap? It's not like we have an offensive line problem. When the whole year they had a whole offensive line problem. So why would you not give your backups as many reps as you need. You know, it never made sense to me. I yep. just, I don't understand it. Um, well, at, least back you guys to, go ahead. at least you guys ain't the Jets. They just destroyed. Bad. Oh, That's they're bad. horrible. Yeah, they Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. Do they play this? Yeah. Do they play this week? Yeah, they're playing the, playing the Bengals, I know. They're grabbing oh. 10 The backup quarterback. Have- Some guy I've never heard of, the backup quarterback. No, they're they they talking about Mike for, White. Mike White. Yeah, White's playing. They said Flacco's not playing, so it's going to be Mike White. Wow, that's fucking crazy. Here's um, a little bit of gold. Here's a little bit of gold. Anytime there's really, really bad weather, you got to always look to take the dog because anything can happen. You, know, you can't right. pass the ball. You can't run the ball. You can't make those cuts. And I've talked. We've talked about it with Cap for years. When you got some real bad, bad weather games, you're better off taking those dogs on the money line. And cashing a big ticket because anything is possible. Man, like the way. Indianapolis Colts on Sunday night football the other night. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 100%. 100%. You guys called that on Follow the Action. I called that on my show last week as well. Um, dude, it, it, it was a no-brainer. And then when the weather came in, you just saw all that rain. It's not. Well, the, it the game that was the Bengals. I mean, the, the Ravens, the best defense they played all year was the Las Vegas Raiders. Like that yeah, Ravens exactly. no defenses all year. And the Bengals got one of the best defenses in football. So one of the best run defenses. Hey you Matt. Hey Matt. Five one Astros. Michael Brantley. Let's fucking go. Yeah, we, we got curse? 
we got some futures. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna out. say shot or no shot. Somebody said shot or no shot, uh, and that somebody was me on follow the action, whatever. Uh, someone said, "You are you gonna follow Philly Godfather's picks?" He's too busy watching the Astros five one. <laughs> there you go. This should be a good and series. Off. I feel better about the Astros now that Morton went down last night. You know, it's a shame for him than I did before the series started. Because now, you know, the, the Astros lost McCullers. Braves now lost uh, Morton. So now it's more of an even. I think it's going to be a, be a big bullpen series here in this, uh, in this World Series. Matt, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to get back to, um, well, first of all, let me just say this. Uh, I'm really jealous of you because, you know, um, I hear that, you know, your dad took you everywhere, you know, spent a lot of time with you. <laughs> He he fucking left me uh for a pack of cigarettes. The lost son. Yeah, I'm the lost son, and uh, he told me he was going for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. Appreciate that. <laughs> Sounds like he was trying to make it up to you this last weekend, and you ditched him. Well, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, um, no, he didn't make it up to me. I appreciate him uh putting me on the Philly Godfather for the picks. Uh, the PhillyGodfather.com. Greg just reached back out to me, so we're all good. To go all gravy, it'll be good for this. I'm gonna put you in the movie too, as long as you pass the casting department. Like, I'll find a little part for you, but you know, you, you gotta do your thing. You know? It's just gonna be you him at the this? hockey game while you guys are with the strippers, he's gonna be front row. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be, it's gonna, there's gonna be a little baby outside of the door, him smoking a pack of cigarettes, leaving me. You know, that's what it's gonna be. Um, but back, Matt, let me ask you, let's get serious. Um, why do you have the Cardinals? You had the Cardinals. Why, why do I have Green Bay? Oh, I'm sorry. Green Bay plus seven. There you go. Did I say the Cardinals? I meant nice. Green Bay if I did. Well, I like okay. Green Bay. If you look at the teams the Cardinals have faced, this is the best team that the Cardinals will face in opponent yards per pass attempt. If you look at the other teams, none of them are nearly as good, except for San Fran. And that game was 17 to 10, low scoring game. And Trey Lance started. You're not versus Trey Lance. You're versus the MVP, Aaron Rodgers. You're getting right. seven. I love it. J.J. Watts out. Uh, another defense alignment for the Cardinals is questionable. DeAndre Hopkins is questionable. I love Green Bay this week, man. What about Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard? Have they cleared uh, COVID no. protocol? No, they haven't. I'm likely to play. But Aaron Rodgers, man, he goes out there. And, you know, Cap said it. Offensive line, defense line, quarterback, skill position players, they come and go. They're not valued as much. And Aaron Rodgers, that guy makes anyone look good. So. I know you guys from Chicago don't like him too much, but no, I've been yeah, riding Aaron Rodgers all season. You can ask Mikey about that when he made a pick on our show, taking the uh, the Bears and the points, and I went the other way with the Packers. I didn't. I didn't take the Bears and the points. I didn't take the Bears and the points. Luckily, we have video. I, luckily, we have video on that. We, I swear to God, I'll, I'll put a hundred <laughs> on that that I did not take the Bears and the points on that. We'll, we'll go back. Not. We'll go back. We'll go back to the tape on that one. But no, Aaron Rodgers just been killing it this season. So, I, Matt, I, I agree with you on that. But with the injuries they have, or I'm sorry, not injuries, but with the, the players they have out, if they don't come back by Thursday, especially playing on the road on a Thursday night, I don't know, traveling from Wisconsin to Arizona, I'm liking the Cardinals in that game. What do you think? Right. You're taking a covered fucking wagon? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean traveling to Arizona? They're in a fucking charter jet. Hey, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm going to put it on there. Cap, you want to make a side wager here? <laughs> Have you ever heard of- if you're taking the Cardinals laying the seven? Six and a half right now. I'll probably, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at six and a half. I'll buy it up to seven. 
Take your money line, Cap. Take your <laughs> I was going to buy some points too, but I was like, yeah, six and a half. I'll take that one. What's the bet here? It's got to be like a sandwich bet at least. Oh, no. I know Cap's a golfer over there. We'll bet around oh. at Medina. Yeah, I'll play. I'll bet you around a golf. <laughs> around All at right. Medina? That's, that's a fucking steal. We'll play that some, is, course, oh, we'll play some course three. Yeah, course three is amazing. Yeah, before they redo it, we'll get out there. If you want to, we'll, we'll lock it in right now. I would love to play. We'll have a uh, little wager here. All right. Sounds good. Wait, which, yeah. one oh. fan? which one of these is a Cowboys fan? I am. Uh, you like the Cowboys this week? I was going to ask you guys that. So when you took the Colts, I actually like the Colts as well because the Colts play unbelievable at home, in my opinion. That's one of the toughest places to play. I actually, my wife and I go to an away game for the Cowboys every year. We're heading up to Arrowhead this season. Um, I got I, I got to see the Cowboys get blanked out at Lucas Oil a couple of years ago. Um, so another place that I respect, you know, across the league, especially living in Chicago, watching the NFC North is Minnesota. So going into Minnesota this week, granted, we got some help back on the outside with Kelvin Joseph come, coming back healthy. Uh, I'm worried about it just because our safeties have been questionable. You know, I have to ride with my team, but I'm worried coming in with the way that Kirk Cousins has been playing with Adam Thielen, probably in my opinion, one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. He puts up numbers nonstop, but people seem to not give him the respect he deserves. Justin Jefferson on the other side, one of the best run games in the NFL. Got to ride with my team, but I was going to ask you guys where you're going on this side. I already took Minnesota. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I like Minnesota too. <laughs> I put him in a money line parlay. I took a plus three, a plus two and a half. I'm going to just keep betting him. Bad spot for Dallas. I mean, any team that covers a spread seven weeks in a row, I mean, it's so hard to consistently outperform the market. Uh, there's a couple other little matchups uh, that I like in this one. Uh, but yeah, I like Minnesota. I mean, good teams win, great teams cover. As of right now, the Cowboys are a great team. So I'm riding with them until they let me down. Yeah, I mean, Dak's unreal, but he's got a little bit of a calf uh, problem going on there. And uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's very difficult to continue to outperform the market every week. I mean, that's, you know, in this type, it's just, it's just difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, my favorite game on the board is probably the Indianapolis Colts. Let's there we go. go. Let's go. Colts, yeah. Indy. Absolutely. I think the grossest game is, uh, and they should be playing in London, the grossest game is going to be Panthers-Falcons because Packers, pa- uh, Panthers-Falcons, both teams suck. Um, I don't think any of these teams can score. Christian McCaffrey's not coming back, right? Yeah. I like Panthers, game. though. I like Carolina. Uh. Yeah, I would say Carolina, too, especially over Atlanta. I think I bet over at, uh, against Atlanta every week this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much every you week. You think and the I, Lions I can beat the Eagles? Have some we, we we were betting Detroit plus two <laughs> Bengals, so I, I I really don't know why the Eagles are favored by three and a half points here. I like Detroit plus three and a half. The Eagles are a real weird team. They they do well in trash time. I, I mean their numbers are skewed. They look a lot better than they really are. Uh, they've got so many issues on both sides of the ball. They the coaching staff it might be worse than horrible. Chicago. It's horrible. Yeah, the defensive coordinator man. I mean it's just. This is a team you can't put your finger on. And, and even though they played like sh- crap last week against the Raiders, if they don't fumble the ball at the goal line and Sirian doesn't come out in the second half with an onside kick for no reason, they still got a chance of covering that spread. It's just 
it's a weird team. The right side is Detroit. I'm not saying they're going to cover, but it's definitely the right side plus three and a half. How about the other day I had Washington plus eight and a half, and they just melt down in the red zone three times. Yeah, they're Brutal. just Brutal. the intangibles of some of these teams. It's just you can't – there's no way to quantify. There's no way to say this is going to happen. You're going to go down to the red zone, going to go down to the five-yard line three or four times, and you're going to come away with zero points, and you're grabbing almost right. double digits. It's just – it's just, some of these teams I had the over second half. I was so sick. They just – every time at the red zone, they'd fumble through an interception, wherever the case was. Screwed me over. It was every yeah, single well, the time. The one where dove in the end zone, that's clearly a touchdown. That's just a stupid rule. Well, Heineke is the best quarterback of all time if the field was 95 yards. Right? You know, you know what I'm saying? That's like, a good one. This guy, this guy was right there every single time. It was insane. But uh, go down. that's the way football is. Cook. Wait, what'd you say? I said he likes to go down 17 nothing before he starts cooking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Know. Just another day in paradise. Well, anybody like a basketball? Any late basketball we like tonight? Yeah, I like Memphis <laughs> over two thirty-three. That's what I like. I like OKC and Memphis over two thirty-three. Dude, you John like, Moran is a star. You mean Portland? Shit. Yeah, Memphis versus Portland. Yeah. Yep, Memphis Portland over two thirty-three. Yeah, I have a uh, prop that I played in that. I'll tell you which one I played. It's uh, over two and a half. Uh, three pointers, and it's uh, Desmond Bain over two and a half plus yeah. one forty on points bet. He's been playing well lately. He has. I can't. I don't, know, I don't know if they've that type of odds. I don't know if they've adjusted their numbers correctly so far. We'll see. I, I think that's a good wager. I like it. And then I played my good one tonight. I have. It's not there yet, but I think I'll get there. Bam Adebayo double double. Double double. Oh, I yeah. like that. I like that. So when I know the eight balls on, I think uh what what it was it? He's on some player prop on Bam out of bio. It might have been rebounds, I'm not sure, but he was on something. Yeah. Yo, Kel, who do you like to win the whole thing in the NBA? I know my kids, both of them like uh because of the price, they like the Miami Heat. Who do you like, Kel? I like the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. That's a good one coming out the West. I like yeah, that. I think I think it's the most wide open it's been in a long, long time. Yep. Especially in the I, West, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not a huge Laker guy. Too old. Yeah. Way too they old. They are. Can't Talk shoot well. Lakers. It's going to be tough. Yeah. The chemistry's see, a little weird. Did you see when they were fighting? They they were fighting on the sidelines? Or yeah, the sidelines. I saw that yeah, last the week. Do you, know, do you know why they were fighting? No. Because Dwight Howard didn't get into the top 75, but Anthony Davis did. And they were actually having that. a spat about it. Yeah, they were having a fight about it on the bench. And that was that was the whole feud. Now, Chicago, 4-0. They get the Knicks here tomorrow. Going tomorrow, baby. It's Joaquin Noah appreciation night. So he's got his – Billy Donovan was his college coach. Tibbs was his pro coach. And then Saturday night, Utah in Chicago. That's a big game. Wait, Last time you guys were 4-0. Then you guys go to the championship. Ninety-seven won the championship. Yep, that's what I, I was going to say. I, I I love the Miami Heat to win the finals. I love that as a futures bet. But I also love Chicago Bulls to make it to the finals as a futures bet, only because it's a futures bet. I don't really think that they're going to win the finals, but I think they're going to make a pretty decent run in the playoffs, especially in the East. So you can cash that ticket, maybe the first or second round, you know, without 
losing too much. You know what? That's that's just my yeah. thoughts on the Bulls. Hundred percent. I remember people will always call us out on Twitter, and be like, "Oh yeah, how did you like that fucking futures bet?" And they lost, and I was like, "Do you not know how futures bets work, you moron?" Like, <laughs> we have so many trolls on Twitter; it's it's insane that like you just have to like push them back and like. Twitter's where the idiots go to play, man. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Anyways, you can follow the Catman on Twitter, and you can follow at Real Mikey Best on Twitter, and at uh, the Godfather on Twitter. Um, but yeah, it's for idiots, right? It's for idiots. It's crazy. You know, it's so bad, but at the same time, like I met Cap on Twitter. Yep. Uh, like you form some cool friendships where you would have never met these people before in your life, and right. it's it, out of all the social networks, you know, you got Facebook, you got Instagram. At least Twitter gives you that. And if you filter out all the cancers on Twitter and you find a group of good guys, it's worth it. Then it can be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, Twitter brought us all together. Look at us. Just some beautiful, go. handsome true. men just having a good time. <laughs> and you have to see my long lost son in what? How old are you now? 30? <laughs> I'm 20. Jesus. No, I'm 26 years old, man. I was trying to oh. jump because the hairline was going back a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's the respect. Hey Cap, speaking speaking of Cap, we got a we have a shot or no shot for you. Um, let's see here. I, I got a few of them from my Twitter sphere. So the first one, since we're talking about me losing my hair, which is not very nice, um, will Cap will Cap tell Nagy to shave it all off? Is that a shot or a no shot? I mean. He's going to be out of my life here by the end of the season. I won't have to deal with this guy. I was going to say, don't even talk to that man. Like, he's like the nicest guy in the world. Like, if he was your neighbor and it was snowing, he would have shoveled your driveway. He'd be like, what a great dude. He just sucks as a football coach. No, he would not. He would say, here's the deal. Here's the deal. This is what we're going to do. We're going to compromise. We're going to get together. And by the time he finishes his answer, the snow will melt. Yeah, it's spring already. Yeah, he's not giving you a correct answer ever. He he literally tells everybody nice ways to go fuck themselves or nice ways that he won't answer the question. That's well, why Cap, I can't stand what, Nagy. What happened to Nagy from that first year when he took over? Because that first year he was making all the right decisions. Uh, he brought they brought Mac over. That team looked like a different team. Even the offense, even uh, Mitch Trubisky was looking great that year. I mean, how does someone drop off that much? Uh, what do you think happened, Ken? Because their offense, he he couldn't get what he needed out of Mitch Trubisky. And rather than coach to what his talent does and say, well, you know what? This dude doesn't do this. But if I get him out on the edge and get him moving, we can move the sticks. Nope. You got to fit in square peg into a round hole. You're going to play the way I want you to play. And it never worked. It's what he's doing with Justin Fields now. They had a stat yesterday. Mac Jones has been in play action like 38 times. Um, trying to think who the next young one. Zach Wilson was like 26 times. Justin Fields is less than half of what those guys are doing. Mac Jones has seven design runs for himself. Justin Fields only has four. And they don't let him run. It's crazy. I mean, look, what, look what John Harbaugh did with Lamar Jackson. He's one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen in my life. One of the greatest runners. He's not really the best quarterback, but he's. he's <laughs> I was waiting for that. But now, you know, I, I joke around on Twitter all the time. But he devised that whole offense to fit Lamar Jackson's strengths. Like, right. why would you do that? I don't get it. Yeah, he. If you chain Lamar Jackson to the pocket, 
you're not going to win. You put that guy out on the edge and let him make plays, good luck. Yeah, you can't catch him. <laughs> People get mad at the Ravens about that, but it works. That's what you're supposed to do. It's about yeah. win. Like, I, I, got a top, I got a top 10 list of elite quarterbacks. I don't have Lamar Jackson in that list. I got another top 10 list of quarterbacks that give you the best chance to win a game. I got a number five. So, you wow. know, you got to really see for what it is. Like, you know, and, and people, you know, I, I joke around with people because there's so many Lamar Jackson fans. I like triggering them. But at the same yeah. time, out of every quarterback in the NFL, other than maybe Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson's right there with him to give you the best chance to win at that QB position. Jimmy Johnson was just on, and he said if they, he had the number one pick in the NFL right now, he can have any player currently playing, who do you think he'd take number one overall? And it is not Patrick Mahomes, and it's not Lamar Jackson. Justin Herbert? Who is it? He, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Kid. Yeah. Yep. He's got ice in his veins, man. That game against the Browns. Unbelievable. They gave him that one call, that fake pass interference call. He was money on in every clutch situation because he had to be. Failure wasn't an option. If he failed one time in any of those situations, they he won the one game. Yeah. Hey, Philly, while, Philly, while we're talking about that, though, what do you think about uh, Kevin Stefanski running three straight run plays and giving the ball back to the Chargers with what, two and a half, three and a half minutes to go? Yeah, but you got, you got, you got a banged up. Baker Mayfield, you know, his shoulder's so banged up. Every time he touched him, he, he fumbled the ball. Uh, they're not always going to get it right. And they had a chance at the end, and Baker threw that interception. Uh, I kind of like the Browns now a little bit better with uh, Case Keenum because he's not banged up. If they get Chubb back. This team can make it wrong. This, that team from top to bottom is stacked with so much talent. And if uh, you, got, you guys got to remember, Case Keenum won 13 games a few years ago in Minnesota. He so did. Stefanski was his quarterback coach over yeah, there. Yeah, well, they the same, yeah, yeah, they know how to work off each other's strengths. Uh, that's a very – if they can get healthy, that's another team that can make a run. Uh, I know they're four and three, but they're right there. I think the AFC is wide open. But, like, going back to what you said, yeah, I mean, coaches don't always make the right decision. So you got them taking uh, uh, their three-and-a-half favorites against the Steelers, my Steelers this week. You're taking yeah, the Browns I bet, to I win that one? I relate three. I bet Cleveland minus three. We say lane three on Cleveland on the Browns. Uh, I just think that Steelers team, that offensive line is horrible. That, that team, I mean, their season win total was set at eight and a half at the beginning of the season for a reason. Last year, they started off 11 or no. They're just not that same Steelers team of the past. They don't have that, you know, that invincibility when you go Everybody to play. Throws. But yeah, it's just, you know, you there? And that's a big reason why Big Ben has to throw the ball so quick. <laughs> So yeah. the line just isn't the same. <laughs> yeah. So, and maybe it's not the Big Ben and Mike Tomlin, you know, both great coach, great QB, but maybe it's time for them to, you know, say, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's over. I don't know. Definitely Big Ben. Mike Tomlin in Chicago. Yeah. Bring him to Chicago. Cause Nagy, uh, Nagy's, yeah. Nagy's definitely not it. <laughs> no, he is not the, the answer. No question. How long has Tomlin been coaching now? 25 years? Has it been 25 years? Uh, let me look. I mean, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Quite 25 because Cower was there for a pretty good role. Yeah. Um, oh, last year was against Seattle when they won the Super Bowl, right? It's at least Mike, 20. I mean, he's done Mike, an amazing job. Mike Tomlin yeah, he's he's has great. been 
Uh, he became the Steelers head coach in 2007. Oh, it's only been 14 years. All right. Yeah. 14. I don't think he's had a losing only season, 14. has he? No, he's never had a losing season. Insane. 14 years. He's yeah. a beast. Did you see his press conference yesterday? They asked yeah. him about the USC job. There ain't a booster that has a big enough check to get me to take that job. <laughs> I love that response, though. You don't you don't hear those type of responses from coaches these days. Just I love that, dude. Just love ending them. the conversation. And I think he even said, he's like, no one's asking Andy Reid these questions right now. Why are you asking me? Sean Payton. He goes, why are you asking oh, me? Yeah. Well, that, that organization, I mean, they just know how to value the right positions on that field. They always seem to pick the right guys in the draft, no matter who the coach is. They're just – it's just it, – when it comes to the NFL, that, that Pittsburgh organization is one of the best, you know, long-term I've ever seen. Where did Three Carson Palmer – like 40 years. What's that, Cap? Three coaches, I think, in 40 years. Mm-hmm. That's what I – Chuck Noll, the Coward, or Tomlin. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So Where did Carson Palmer pull that shot. from? He just kind of went out of nowhere with that uh, Tomlin to USC. Yeah, Tomlin was not happy with him. <laughs> That job, that job is all uh, what's Urban Myers. That's all Urban Myers. USC <laughs> job. He's got to go. That boy. He's not I mean, taking he can, that job. I, I've seen that guy. He's a magician. He can make his fingers disappear. I don't know if you guys saw that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not taking that job. I will tell you, if I the, if I'm the Bears, I'd look at Ryan Day at Ohio State. He coached Justin Fields. He had a run in the NFL with two teams as an assistant. I would look at him. You know, he's a really good coach. The guy at Iowa State, Matt Campbell. That guy can coach. So we'll yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's all uh, it's all up in the air right now, and I think the Bears they have so much, so much they have to do. I don't know what the end game is for them. I don't know if uh, I don't know who has the worst. I don't know if the Blackhawks have it worse or the Bears have it worse. I'm not talking about the, oh, the Blackhawks because their well, reputation stretch. But it, look at the Eagles. The Eagles aren't very good. You got three of the top 15 picks right now. Yeah, I know. Howie's a magician. Everyone hates Howie. They were hating on him in Philly, you know, last year. But the dude, he he works his magic, man. He does. He works Philly his magic. fans, Matt, Matt, Philly fans. They're a little. They're like Bears fans, though. Like you guys are a little. They're always rash, on the right? edge. Yeah. Yeah, you guys chased Matt, do they uh, like, Peterson. Do they out. like Joe Girardi there. No, uh, <laughs> I mean Kaplan left, and he went. And now he had the best record. Like it's obviously wasn't his fault. It's the Phillies organization. It's you know, I mean it's deeper than that. But yeah, yeah Girardi. He's a, he's a really good friend of mine, and he said, "Man, he goes those fans out here. They're passionate." Yeah, we're a little <laughs> rough. But you know we love our teams. That's it. That was probably a nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're dangerous. Put it that way, they're very dangerous. <laughs> yes. It's yeah, funny when we came to play the Blackhawks. I mean the Flyers in the 2010 final. So uh, one of the guys who used to be at our station, just a big heavy dude. He's wearing his Blackhawks jersey. One of my producers is there, and then a guy named John Yurkovich who played 10 years in the NFL nose guard for Jacksonville, Cleveland, and Green Bay. He now weighs, Yurko's probably 320. He's one of the rare people you want in a foxhole. He's a monster. And he's sitting at their three out of the bar, and some dude staggers over and tries to rip the Blackhawks Indian head (laughs) off this guy Harry's shirt. And, I mean, it's going to get ugly. And Yurko stood up. He's 6'3". He's 300 pounds. 
he's a monster. And he, <laughs> he goes, do we have a problem here? He goes, no, sir. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those oh, fans man. are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I think I mentioned before, I go to a, a away game for the Cowboys every year. I've been meaning to make it up to Philly. That's one place I don't know if I'm going to wear my jersey. I might, I might yeah. just blend in there. <laughs> you're better off just going in, pretending you're an Eagles fan. <laughs> yeah, don't wear no Dallas gear. Uh, you can wear Bears gear. You can wear any other team in Philly. Just don't you're wear not no Dallas. You're asking for it. You're asking for it. it. All right, guys, I'm going because I get up at 345 in the morning. Okay, yes, exactly, 100%. I wanted to let you go. Uh, We appreciate your time, Cap. Real quick, I have one shot or no shot because it's from uh, David from the Chicago Cut. He said, uh, shot or no shot, the one and only Dave the Catman Kaplan is going into the Chicago Sports Hall of Fame this week. Is that a shot? Uh, That's a shot. Tomorrow night I'm getting inducted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, make, well, it's, awesome. it's really cool. There's a great class. You've got Mike Shanahan, because he grew up here. Charles Woodson, I believe, was born here. He's going. Um, Patrick Sharp, the former Blackhawk. Curtis Granderson. Ty Law, the former Patriot corner. Uh, Candace Parker. Uh, there's somebody Waddle. else. Tommy Waddle. And there's someone else big. I can't remember who it is. It's really, really cool. So I'll be doing that tomorrow night. I get inducted. It's really cool. Awesome. Yeah, that was from uh, David from Chicago Cut. Great place, Chicago Cut. Congratulations. That's my Cap. favorite restaurant in the world. David Flom. Oh, hell yeah. The induction tomorrow. He, he's a great dude. That's yeah, where he, I keep telling awesome. my friend Steve, when he comes to Chicago and he brings Matt with him, I keep telling you, I'm taking you to Chicago Cut. That's where we're going. It's, dude, oh. it's the best place in the world. It's so good. Dave's. Dave's got to be the greatest guy too. always He's hooks it up. Um, but yeah, thanks again, Cap. You're the best. Uh, get up early. Go get your workout out in live from the mansion. We appreciate you. You guys can always find him at the Catman on Twitter, Instagram, and sometimes Facebook. He has the best plays and it's brought to you by points bet USA. Thanks again, Cap. We appreciate you, you. guys too. Have a great night, Matt. I got to get your picks, man. I got to follow you. Hey, just DM me, man. Just DM me. I'll DM you. Congrats again, Cap. All right, Stevie, be good. You guys all have a great night. See ya. Good seeing you. you. All right, guys. Well, that was a pretty fun time with Cap. Uh, We still have the one and only Philly Godfather and the other one and only uh, Matt Maltepes from the College Kids. Let's just talk about the College Kids and follow the action for a little bit because, dude, you guys have been killing it. You guys have been on fire. I mean, there's not a bet that you guys, there's not a day that you guys don't win a bet or two or three or four or five, right? Um, I mean, it's just crazy. Like we were talking about, I can't believe you guys are like, even following in, you're following in your dad's footsteps, but you guys are like filling the the holes following into his footsteps. So it's great. Um, Just give a shout out on where they can find you too. And like how you guys started, what what got you guys into all this? I know your dad's a sports better, but what made you want to follow in his footsteps? So I grew up around, you know, like he's, like I said, he said, he took us everywhere. Uh, we learned so much and we grew up loving sports. I grew up playing sports, grew up, grew up playing basketball and everything. And it's something I just really loved and something uh, I knew how to do just because I was there every day. You know what I mean? It was like, it was ingrained in me since a kid. And, uh, you know, you do your work, everything, and 
here we are. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all, it, it really comes, it's not even gambling. It comes down to identifying value. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. Uh, if you can identify value, you're going to make money. It doesn't matter, you know, the stock market, real estate market, sports betting market, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And for so long, people used to call me a gambler. And, you know, and I was thinking, you know, I, it was so hard back in the day to try to explain exactly what we did, trying to, you know, identify value, trying to break these games down. And, you know, if we found a price that we liked, then we would purchase that price. Uh, these days, it's getting a little easier because there's more and more information out there. Uh, there's a couple more guys like me out there that I respect that I've been friends with for 40 years that are sharp now that are coming out of the shadows finally, and they're breaking it down for what it is. It's a business. If you approach it like a business, it's going to pay like a business. If you treat it like entertainment, you know, you're going to lose money. It's like you do with entertainment when you go out and party and go crazy and have fun. Uh, and that's all it comes down to. I mean, they've been around me, you know, my whole life and I guess they've learned how to identify value. Uh, and now they're actually better than I am in, in almost every other sport. So they've done, uh, they're doing pretty good. So the like, thing. I love, I love that you bring that up and you, and you said that you, you compare it to the stock market with trying to find that value, doing that research and buying it at the best price. Uh, I'm a big investor myself, but I'm also a big competitor. So I'm competing with my friends. You know, we're always trying to find that next big hit, trying to find that next big win, trying to find that edge on a certain company. Um, Matt, I guess when it, when it comes down to you and your dad, I know one of the things my dad always told me is like, I want you to be better than me. Are you out there every day trying to be better than your dad, trying to get more wins over your dad? I know you're a team. <laughs> what is there? Do you guys have that competitive? We yeah. talk trash a little bit here and there. You know what I mean? But you know, he, he's the one who taught me. So, you know, the student, you know, it's hard for the student to be better than the guy who taught him. But look, I'm just trying to be the best version of me, but you know, <laughs> it, it's fun, you know, and competing a little bit, this, that, but he taught me how to identify value. And, um, uh, you know, it's not just in sports betting. Once you learn that mindset, you know, a while back, I was what, I was young. I came out of high school and I purchased, uh, stocks of Tesla because I identified value there. And I really thought this company was going to be like really big thing and i think it was going to blow people's minds how big they can actually truly be because i didn't look at them as just a car company i looked at them as more than that software company engineer and i believed in musk so like i just knew how to identify value patterns and so many different things and that's what he taught me and i just transferred to every part of my life yeah and he brought up he brought up a good uh point there with elon musk when you're betting on these teams you're also betting on the coaches whether it's the offensive line coach, defensive line coach, the head coach, defensive coordinator. And you always got to, you know, do your re how much experience do these guys have? How good are they? Uh, you know, where do they come from? What's their pedigree? What's their coaching tree? And you got to really handicap who's running these companies, which are football teams. And that'll give you a, a little bit of clarity on maybe how good certain guys are going to be, uh, certain teams are going to be. And you want to back the guys that are proven winners, whether it's a quarterback, a coach, an organization, because they know what they're doing. And teams For example, like the yeah, yeah, teams like the Jets, Lions. Like, you know, just year after year of misery. And there's a reason for that. The people that are running the show aren't doing the right thing. So, you know, when you're placing a wager, always take that into consideration. You know, this is exactly what I was hoping to hear. Like listening to you guys' sales pitch, this will get me to start gambling with these guys a little bit. Because, you know, all of our friends are doing it. 
but their sales pitch was kind of, ah, I won 30 bucks. You should do this with me. Uh, uh, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do something else. Yeah, do your oh, that's the problem. That's the problem is people talk about their winnings more than their losses. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? And that's what I like about Matt. I like about Billy G. I like about myself. It's like, dude, you, you post the wins and you post the losses. You post the free plays because they might not hit. They might hit. If they do hit fucking crazy, that's awesome. If they don't hit, guess what? At least I put it out there. I'm not talking about the only things that I'm winning, right? It, it, would, it would be unfair and a lie to be talking about all the best that you're not winning or yeah, that you're losing. Right. So yeah, they happen rarely, but they do happen. And I love that you guys can at least put them out there and say like, yeah, man, we, we fucked this one up, but it's okay because look at all the other ones did too. It's all an investment. Like you said, it's like real estate and you have to find the right one that has the most value. And if you're going to bet for, like you said, entertainment, it's never going to, it's never going to end out well. It's never going to pan out and it's not going to be, you're just going to be putting yourself in a hole more and more, hoping for that big win. If you're doing it for fun and you're, and you're having a good time and and it's not crushing you financially, there's nothing wrong with that. People pay $5,000 for a ticket to go watch a concert and three hours later, their $5,000 is gone. So if you're books and game, and that's because not everyone has the time to research. Not everyone has the time to evaluate the games. Uh, if you want, you can come to the website, you know, buy a package. I, I never force anyone. I never try and tell anyone what to do. But at the same time, you know, if you want, it, it's, it's how far you want to go with this. That, that's what it comes down to. If you want to make money long term, if you want to beat the minus 110 juice that they charge you, you got to be better than 52.4%. So it sounds easy. <laughs> you know, all I got to do is win 53% of my games and I'll turn a profit. But unless you do your research, unless you do your homework, unless you you surround yourself with some pretty sharp people, you start breaking down the game, who's injured, who's not, game theory. Uh, you handicap the market. Okay, the Cowboys have covered six, seven straight weeks in a row. Can they outperform the market again? That's, you know, every time a team outperforms the market, the odds makers bump up that line a little bit more than what it should be because they know the public's looking to bet that team, you know, the next week. So inflated price. Yeah, are you are, are you incorporating what you saw last week, recency bias on your value decision. under value? Yeah, well, you know, so you really, you know, and the more you talk with sharper people, it's good to have group conversations every week with a bunch of guys that know what you're talking about. And you guys, you know, metal sharpens metal, man. It just makes you guys better, you know. Yeah, and the one so thing you- I can say about you guys too, probably some of the best customer service in the game, in my opinion, because I've I've gotten a few of the packages. Anytime I've had issues, I reach out to you guys directly and you get responses pretty, pretty quickly. So right. I know just from a consumer side of things, people definitely appreciate that because, you know, you guys are always there to communicate back and forth with uh, on certain things. So I know from, uh, like I said, the consumer side of things, definitely appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, man. We try. I mean, we're, we're a mom and pop company. We're not a big conglomerate. Uh, we charge three bucks a day. So like... I tell people all the time, if someone's charging you 25 bucks a pick, 50 bucks a pick, well, instead of laying 110, you're laying 135 or 160. You know, it's impossible at, at that number to win long term. If you're laying 160 on every game, there's no way you can win long term. And so at three bucks a day, if we give out four or five games a day, instead of laying 110, you're laying 110.05, you can still turn a profit. That's why I, I incorporated that price point of three bucks a day. It was real important because I don't want me winning and then you guys losing long term. If you're laying 135 every time and I'm only laying 110, well, you know, I, I do percent I'm a winner. You got to win more than like 60% at that price and it's almost impossible. Right. So, 
you know, just, just do your homework, do the math, man. Just, you know, surround yourself with sharp people. And uh, at the end of the day, it's an educated guess. Cover the spread. That's all it is. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Uh, for, this is for the listeners, basically. Where can we find these picks? What can we find on there? Um, let's talk a little bit more about the website um, and what it, what it does and what it does for people that are either getting into betting or having a hard time betting or just don't have the time to do the research for betting. Well, we give out our selections every day what we bet. Um, some days there might be no picks up there. Some days there might be seven, eight, nine, ten games, depending on, you know, what's going on in college football, NFL, NBA, hockey. I don't do a lot of hockey. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of sports betting moves up there any day of the week. There's a bunch of handicappers on the site. Um, and it's three bucks a day, like I said. So it's not going to – the cost of doing business ain't going to, you know, kill your bankroll. That's, that's the bottom line, you know. So – uh, it depends what type of better you are. You know, if you're betting 10 bucks a game, maybe the website ain't for you. If you're betting 25 bucks a game, maybe it's still not for you because of the price point, but anything over like 50 bucks a game, you're going to be able to turn a profit long-term. And the best part about this website is that it doesn't offer a weekly package. Anytime you guys see a weekly package, you know, it's a scam because it doesn't give any monetary value and it doesn't give a length skip any value to the length length of the month, right? Usually you need a full month to see how you guys are doing with your bets. And it's season. Sometimes you have a good month. Sometimes you guys have a bad month. But doing a week does not give the correct um Large enough sample size. Yes, well, thank you. It's, right. There's so much variance. I mean, you know, we can have a losing day, losing week, losing two weeks. But usually after 30 days, it's going to, you know, temper off and really get close. Uh, hopefully we always have a lose uh, winning month, but that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, the best we're going to do long-term anywhere from 57%, a great season, 60%, uh, one NFL season, I hit almost 65% throughout the whole season, over 180 selections that I gave out, which is probably one of my best seasons ever. Uh, but like I said, if you sell a daily pick, anything can happen. I mean, we can't promise you we're going to win tonight. You know, anyone that does, they're, they're, they're full of shit. I mean, you know, we do our best. Right our research uh, but long term you know we're gonna help you make some money so there's a bunch of people that you guys can find on the philly godfather website uh you can find obviously it's www.thephillygodfather.com you can find matt's picks you can find the eight balls picks you can find philly godfather's picks by the time this podcast comes out you can find my picks on there it's a really good website lots of education my dogs are barking but sorry about that it's a good um, sign <laughs> yeah exactly when the dogs are barking when the dogs are barking you know you're you're about to make some money um but guys we, we appreciate you having on i appreciate ahead, we give out so many free picks on twitter i mean all of our futures i think through, over the last decade we've gave them all out for free right. on twitter we're not right. we're not those type of dudes oh we're not we're not going to give you a free pick or what because we want your money like now we wanted to see everybody win honestly I want to give you out enough information where you make enough money where you say, you know what? Godfather hooked me up. Let me go buy a package. And that's what it comes Let to. me try this out. Right. Let me try. Let me try this out. These guys have been winning around the free plays. Let me see what the it's <laughs> all about. Right. That's, that's how I like it. Yeah. yeah. What's so, that? Uh, I said, I appreciate Tampa Bay last year. Uh, 50 to one. You can't. We had the bills at 30 to one. Like, all you had to do was hedge in a championship game. Guarantee yourself. Yeah. This year, we got the Astros. The Astros had the Phoenix Suns. That had the Phoenix Suns was a steal, bro. That was 22 to 1. Yeah. 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 And we gave them all out. You know what I mean? It's not, we're not, we're not, you know, we're just, uh, we like what we do, man. We like the camaraderie. We like the, 
the back and forth of everyone on Twitter. And uh, we're having a great time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Well, we love you guys, man. We, we appreciate you guys coming on the show, as always. Uh, you guys are recurring guests, so you guys definitely need a shirt. Matt, you're not a recurring guest, but we need to get you a shirt anyways because, I mean, you're half brother. I love a shirt. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. We'll get you a Mikey Betts shirt. Uh, send that ASAP. Hopefully next time I come out to New Jersey or Philly, we actually, you know, collab this time. And uh, oh, oh, here we go. The strippers were upset. I got you know what I mean? I'm going to have to pay him double next time for it. The strippers were upset. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the strippers in the limo. Jesus. Yeah, next time. Next yeah, time, I, 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 I promise. Any Kansas City Chiefs fans on here? Could okay. be Because I get them out of the playoffs this year. So it's kind of shit. make them. <laughs> I was the only guy um, back in May. I gave it out on Twitter. I told everyone to go bet it. Uh, people thought I was completely nuts. They thought I was drunk. They thought I might be on the corner smoking some crack. Uh, but right now, it's kind of shit. good. Yeah. I like that shot for sure. And yeah, it's crazy that you give out these picks back then. People are like, oh, you're nuts. You're nuts. And then when the time comes, it's here we are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, seven crazy now. Super Bowl hangover. It's real. It is real. It is real. Happens 100%. every year. Every year. Almost. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on, man. And I want to come on all the time. Anytime you guys are in Philly, I'm going to hook you guys up. You just got to show up. Yeah, 100%. 100%. When you come to Chicago, let us know because obviously Chicago cut. We've been hyping it up. We're definitely coming. Me and Matt bought uh, uh, bulletproof hoodies. So we're coming Shut out. The <laughs> <laughs> they were 300 bucks each. They look like normal hoodies. You can't even tell. They got the Kevlar in there. We're good, man. We're good. I thought that's, that's what Matt's that, wearing man. right now. Cover up the neck, too. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something. Philly's worse, man. Philly's worse. Well, we we're going to drive out, but gas is like five bucks a gallon. So we're better off yeah. going gas. It'll cost us more if we drive out. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, just let us know. Let us know when you're coming out. We'll take care of you guys too. Hook it up. It'll be a fun time. Maybe we might even catch a Bulls game uh, versus 76ers. Maybe. Just saying. Definitely. It might be a fun time. And just so you guys know, I love busting chops, man. I'm only joking. You know what I mean? I always, I'm always busting chops. Yeah, of course, 100%. All right, guys. Talk to you guys soon. We'll see you guys later, all right? Take it easy. I appreciate it, Mike. See you guys. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, guys. That was uh, Cap, the Philly Godfather, and Matt from the College Kids. Man, always a good time having them on. Uh, they got a lot to say always. And uh, what do you guys think about them? Those guys are like some good guys. I'm, I was liking what I was hearing. I'm going to plug them to all my buddies who gamble, you know, my little crew. Uh, yeah. to make sure they're following them on everything and, you know, you follow what these guys are saying because I liked what I heard. They're yeah, pretty no, cool. I, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with those guys. So I, I've talked with Matt. I've talked with the 8-Ball. I've talked to Philly Godfather on Twitter before. So, I mean, it was, this is actually pretty cool just to have a conversation with them. Um, but, yeah, dude, it was just just like with our Sunday, our Sunday lives, you know, live picks. Just love getting the information. Just love getting other people's point of views on stuff. And – like Philly Godfather said, I mean, the best gamblers out there are winning, you know, over 55% of the time. So right. these guys are coming with valuable information every single day on multiple sports where for somebody like me, you know, I like football. I watch football. I watch basketball, but you could sneak a baseball game in there. You know, I'm also absolutely. Yeah. I'm also not, you know, I, I got kids, so I'm not, I don't have the time to watch every single game like I used to back in the day. 
So I have these guys that are actually out there watching these games, getting this information, and then putting this out there for me to actually read, digest, and then allows me to make an educated guess based on my research and theirs. So, I mean, just great guys all around. Definitely think we got to take them up. If uh, I, I feel like Jeff, we got included in that invite to Philly too. Oh, you guys definitely did. You guys definitely <laughs> be in Philly. I'll definitely be where the strippers are. No we doubt will, about well. it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I won't, think, uh, but I'll be there pregame. I'll be there pregame. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah, let me handle that part. You guys yeah. do the family thing. Go hang out at the basketball game. I'll I'll go do the stripper thing. Well, at least like definitely plan. represent the podcast. So, yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we definitely got to have a Mikey Betts fucking you know vacation or something like. Uh, we'll do a. We'll do. I know we're supposed to go to Baltimore. I didn't even tell you guys about this. We're supposed to go to Baltimore. Um, one of the NBA reporters wants us to come out and go watch a game. Or not watch a game. Uh, well, he wants us to go watch a Knicks game. He wants us to go drive to the Knicks and watch a Knicks game. But uh, there's this place called, what is it called? Oh, Jimmy Seafood. Jimmy Seafood. It's okay. I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter. They're, they talk so much shit. They, Very like, familiar got, with Jimmy Seafood. Yeah, they get in fights with PETA all the time. And like, yeah. dude. He's going to be coming on the show soon, but he's he suggested he's like, why don't you just do a live interview? Why don't you just come out to Baltimore? He'll hook it up. So I always say, yeah, I always stroke him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be out there. I never go. So maybe we'll go to Baltimore, have a good time, and then fucking hit hit the, uh Billy up. It'll be it'll be cool. Call it the Mikey Best Road Trip or something. Make it fun. There you know? we go. Um, we'll get the RV going. Oh, the RV going? Yeah, hell yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh. You guys want to talk Bulls, though? Because I feel like we haven't really talked about this. I was hoping we could have talked to Cap about the Bulls because I know he just interviewed Billy Donovan. Yeah, um, he, he did. Bulls Crazy. are looking good. And the one thing that Billy Donovan left out when they asked him about Lonzo Ball, I, I've been loving the way the Bulls have looked. They're scrappy. They're playing D. The one thing I said last year was they need some dogs. Nobody was playing like a dog on defense. They were just playing soft, way not back. getting after the ball. Yeah, they they had no you know attitude. This year they have it, but I haven't been liking the rotations in my opinion. I'm interested to see how they do. They got a lot of tough games coming up. Happy with the way they've been playing, but the real test is coming here. With you know they got New York, they got Philly back to back, they got the Nuggets, they got the Nets, they got you know all these good teams. But I'm super excited with these first four games of the season, especially with the wagers we put on them. Yeah, hundred percent. And dude, the fact that they're four and zero against the spread just—it's just amazing. And uh, who knows where they're going to go from here, right? Who knows? Yeah, you can't be mad. I'm—I'm yeah. I'm happy. Like it's been years since I've been like watching every Bulls game. It's—it's it's probably been fifteen years since I've done that, which is—is is crazy. Yeah. But like you said, Lonzo, I, I'm loving Lonzo. He's playing like he's got something to prove, and we haven't had anybody like that in a long time. Like Derrick Rose was that only guy since you know, Jordan in them. So he's coming out and he's putting the hustle on and that defense that was, I was telling all my buddies, like Lonzo's going to bring that defense, him and Caruso. Uh, they're going to cause some havoc at the guard position and it's, it's working right now. So we'll see Caruso how that goes. Is, Caruso's leading the NBA in steals right now with 15 steals. Yep. It's fucking nuts. So uh, it's just a lot to be excited about. I personally think that this is the most talented team we've had since 1998. And that might be a hot take with the Chicago Bulls 2010, 2011, and 12. 
But I really do think that this team surpasses it. I really do. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I would agree because, I mean, you, you look at those teams and, you know, as much as, you know, I, I was the biggest Joakim Noah fan in the, on the planet, dude. He's I, I, in my office. I literally have two things on my desk, a picture of my children and a Joakim Noah bobblehead <laughs> that I got at a Bulls game. Um, That's awesome. But when you look at just like the talent level offensively and defensively from our best four players on the team, yeah, I feel like it's unmatched. You know, granted, I think Zach Levine, I said it, I think he's a dark horse MVP candidate with the way he's been playing if they keep winning games. Um, so, yeah, when you look at him, Lonzo, DeMar, and Vooch, I mean, I think you put those four up against any of the four players that they had back in that on that team. I'm it's loving tough. DeMar. Um, we were talking about it on Sports Life a little bit. I like that he was the, the closer for that one game. He's got that nice mid-range game, and – that's something you need in the NBA. You need somebody to get you that bucket. Everything's not going our way. Go get us a bucket. And mm-hmm. to have a guy like that again, is it's great. It's great to see. So our schedule is about to get a little bit tougher. We're 4-0 right now. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, we're uh, going to be playing the Knicks. So, you know, don't know what the score is going to be, but I'm assuming they're going to win. Uh, tomorrow's Joakim Noah night. The the, the it's going to be crazy. Elliot, I'm surprised you're not going to the game. One of my buddies bought me tickets to the game, so I'm fucking going for sure. And, uh, dude. And, and Cap forgot to mention, even Derek Rose. Obviously, Derek Rose is going to be there. Billy Donovan's going to be there, who was his former uh, coach. Tim's going to be there. Too. Yeah, you got Tim's there, bro. It's it's. I can't wait. The whole – I'm going to get there early. Hopefully, I can sneak Is Tom Gibson on the Knicks? Uh, yes, he is. So, there you go. It's going to be – House is gonna be packed. You're gonna have players, former players in the stands. The little dang might be there. It's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, dude, I would be there. Time. Thursday, Fridays are the day that I have my kids both nights. So that's where oh, okay. real. That's why I couldn't go to opening night. A lot of stuff going on. Like I said, dude, I got two kids, so got those oh, responsibilities. Yeah, well, we'll plan it. We'll all go to a Bulls game soon. I think it'll be a fun time because I get pretty rowdy. Looks like you guys get pretty rowdy too. No, definitely, um, we got to. But, so I'm looking at the schedule, right? Besides the Knicks Bulls, let's go on. We have Jazz. We have Celtics. Two games against the 76ers. And then we got the Nets. Mavericks, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers. And then it gets a little bit easier with the Trailblazers, right? And then it goes (laughs) Nuggets, Knicks. Yeah, Nuggets, Knicks. Um... Pacers, and then it gets easier after that. So the whole month of November is going to be insane. It's going to be so hard for us, but that's the proven month, right? Mm-hmm. Because once we're out of once we're out of November, it gets really easy. We get the Rockets, the Magic, um, you know, the Cavaliers. But I feel like we're finally a team that other teams are going to be scared of. Does that make sense? Like we were just jokes for a while, but when we had Derrick Rose and we were that era, it was like, oh shit. We got to go up against the Bulls. It was not like, oh, you know what I'm saying? We were the tough team to beat. And uh, I feel like the Bulls might be able to get there. And we'll see by the end of November because uh, the schedule is pretty tough. Yeah, this is going to be very telling with how they <laughs> how they turn up. Because, I mean, Absolutely. if you're being honest, they could easily lose 14 games in a row right here with the way that you know these teams have played in the past. But 
I'm confident. I don't know if it's the homer in me or not, but the way that they have their length, the, the way that all of them can play offense, you right. know, between those four starters that we talked about, I think the Bulls are going to go off. Man. I'm so excited to just watch them kind of test their metal against these teams. In my opinion, when we're looking at those games, I'm the games that I'm I'm actually very worried about are the Jazz and the Sixers, just because when you look at the you know our, our power forwards, our centers, you know we got Vooch. Outside of that, everyone's kind of untested. You know Patrick Williams. We'll see how he plays, but when we're playing against those bigs, that's going to be a battle. So 76ers and the Nets, just because they're the Nets. Outside of that, I mean, dude, I can kind of or and the Jazz because they got Rudy Gobert. I can kind of see the Bulls. You know, pulling off like another nine, ten wins out of this. I don't know if that's crazy to say, but I, I feel like they can. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Knicks. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't have faith in Julius Randle, even though he's playing well again already this season. The, the few games they played, but Dallas, I'm not worried about Dallas. But it's it's the bigs. That's what's going to test the Bulls. So I want to see us when we play Giannis. I want to see Joel. I want to see KD, and I want to see what they do against them. You know, are we going to fold? This team doesn't seem like a team that will fold, which is great. Well, with Vucevic, I just feel like he's uh, Jokic light, right? Like he's uh, he's uh, he's an Aldi's version of Jokic. Sorry if you guys shop at Aldi's, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, not in a while, but I want I, to. Yeah, he's you know he's not fucking he's not bad at all. He's actually pretty good. I think he's having a. a like a, a slow start to the season. Do you guys think that he's going to be slow this whole year, or do you think this is just a little bit of a funk at the beginning of the season? I think when we're playing the tougher teams, he'll be more involved. Like right now, we're just running and gunning because we're we're better than the teams we've played. You know, we have a better right. roster. You know, we're up big in some of those games. So when things slow down and we need buckets in the half court, stuff like that, he'll come around, I think. Plus the, the shots he's been missing too. I mean, those are bunnies for him. Like he he's been missing the easiest shots in the world. Uh, right. He's gonna turn that around. I mean, he's a guaranteed double double guy. I guarantee by the end of the season he's gonna be like a twenty and twelve guy, guaranteed. I don't know what he's averaging right now. I gotta look this up. Um, but the shots that he's been missing, he doesn't miss on a regular basis, and that's why they're feeding him. I mean, you, you look at the way that Lonzo's or I'm sorry, that uh, Zach Levine and him are playing that two man game, you know, and Zach Levine, like I was saying, potential dark horse MVP candidate is, yep. uh, you know, is deferring to Vooch because he knows he's got those, you know, those easy jumpers. So, I mean, I, I'm not worried about it. I think he's going to turn it around big time. I just can't wait to see him play against the other bigs in this league. That little pip, pick and pop is nice for him. He hits that little corner shot. Oh, yeah. Those pick and pops, they remind me of Luol Deng and Drew Gooden. You guys remember that those days? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where he would just give Drew Gooden that little pop right on the side. He would always hit it. He was like Drew Gooden is like a nobody in Bulls history besides that one sweet spot that he always had in that little corner that he would always just nail on. I'm like, bro, that's oh. – Dude, Drew Gooden had a special place in my heart. Uh, so Hicks on our Sports Life podcast, me and him would always go sit 100 levels super close, and we'd go uh, and we'd sit 100 level, and we'd go early to watch warm-ups because that's when you actually see the players out there. You could talk to them. Yeah. Drew Gooden right. was out there. He actually wasn't playing. He was hurt, and he was doing a drill with his trainer where he'd start right at the rim. Just a tiny little jumper, take a step back. Jumper, and he went from – 
literally one foot away to half court. And every time he hits it, we're like, oh, oh, going nuts. Yeah. And so he gets to half court and he misses it. And then we're and then they stop. And as they're walking in, we're like, one more time, one more time. And he literally <laughs> looks at his trainer and we see him from behind. He looks at his trainer and they're like, all right, let's go. And they literally do it again. Get the half awesome. court. And he missed it at half court again. But literally just a crowd pleaser. I love Drew Gooden, even though he had that ugly rat tail towards the end of his career. I was going to oh, say, man. was this? Was this pre-tail? <laughs> no, yeah, I think it was pre-tail, but always, dude, Drew Gooden always has a spot in my heart. Uh, I have a funny Drew Gooden story, but uh, also betting advice really quick. The best, that's a little bit of gold, too, is when you go to the games beforehand, you get to watch the pregame and the shoot-around, you can see who's hot and who's not. If you guys want to do, like, always betting right before looking at shoot-around is always top-notch, you know? Yeah. I think that's key. Um, but Drew Gooden's story, I remember I was a kid. I was, I think I was 12 years old, right? I was like 12 years old when he was on the in, on the Bulls. And uh, we go to the the store inside, and my dad's like, all right, for your birthday, you can get any Bulls jersey you want. Tell me why I got the fucking Drew Gooden Bulls jersey. <laughs> Custom. Dude, it was like $150 at the time for like a, like a stitch perfect Drew Gooden jersey. It was worth zero dollars and zero cents. I don't know why I've ever got sure. it, but uh, it's at Goodwill somewhere, or somebody definitely took it from Goodwill. But that's okay. Real quick before we uh, end the show, uh, it's been a long one, dude. It's been like two hours. Um, before we end the show, I want to give some more bets of the week. I, I want to run through the whole slate of the uh, NFL Week Eight. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Start pick them. I'm not going to explain why. I'm just going to pick them, and I'm going to ask you guys, okay? So let's go right now. Uh, we'll start. The, we won't do Cardinals, Packers. But real quick, how do you like that bet, though? You got a nice little bet with Cap. I'm excited, man. I like my ads, especially these guys stay out. I know J.J. Watt's going to be out for this game. Out. Um, outside of that, Thursday night teams at home. I've always been a fan of. Yeah, um, I understand. Cap was saying, yeah, they're traveling on private jets. Do they travel on private jets to uh, to San Francisco? He was pissed. You heard him. He's like, he's that <laughs> oh. motherfucker. They're motherfucking wagons. I was like, no, chill out, dude. He, he had flashbacks of the '90s when they're on buses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, he got yeah. But I like when my. I was bet. a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I like my bet. The Cardinals have been playing well. You know, I then that defense has been playing well too. I know JJ Watt it has a lot to do with it. At the same time. You know, I think at home on short rest, uh, playing against a shorthanded Green Bay Packers team, that defense is middle of the pack. You know, and I know people are saying that the the Cardinals defense is soft, but look at the numbers. I mean, they're playing right up there with some of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, yeah, I like that bet minus six and a half, especially with the way things are are going right now. Absolutely. Well, I guess we'll find out. I mean, we'll be listening to this podcast when uh, we hear the results. So uh, that was the only know. bet that I wrote down, and then they uh, Matt dogged it, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> I was like, I was definitely <laughs> the Packers. I'm taking the Cardinals at that six and a half for sure. I they, was going to take them too. Yeah. No. Well, I don't place my best till the day of. I was going to take it too. I was thinking about it too. And then yeah, Matt gave his advice, and I, I don't know now. Yeah, and but, it's. Right now, they're saying actually no updates. I saw a couple of tweets. Brad Fox just tweeted. <laughs> He's like, uh, 
He's like appearing more and more likely that the Packers had a super spreader team orgy after their victory against Washington last week. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's coming down with COVID. Um, But I'm liking that one. Plus that would be a nice little win. Jair Alexander's out their best corner. Kevin King's questionable right now. He was hurt last week. He might not play both their corners out and the Cardinals are putting up points. They're beating everybody by double digits except for the Niners, I believe. So, I mean, they're the best team in football right now. Short week, banged up Packers. Uh, I don't see the the Packers staying close in this one. Mike, what, what do you think? Uh, I I don't even know. I want to take I want to take the Cardinals just because I think they have a better defense. I think they have a better offense. Uh, and that's being said being said that that's I know they have Aaron Rodgers, but. I like the Cardinals on this one. I'm not going to take the spread. I just take the Cardinals money line on this one. I, I really, yeah, Cardinals money line. I'll take it on that one. Um, but let's move to Sunday's game since uh, this outcome already would happen by the time the podcast is released. Uh, we'll start out with the shittiest game of the week, Panthers-Falcons. I'm going to go ahead with the Panthers. They're away. I think they're going to be fucking amazing. What do you guys think? Ooh. Ooh. You said you, you're going with the Panthers? Yeah, man, this was a tough one. Just staring at this. And I've been looking at this game, too, because everything says take the Panthers. I mean, the way the defense is playing, you have to think Sam Darnold is going to bounce back from his last four performances. But I think the Falcons are coming around. I think they're making a turn. You know, Matt Ryan. You know, he, he's starting to get these young guys to play well. He's starting to utilize Kyle Pitts. I mean, the first three weeks of the season, I don't know, one, two catches a game for like 17 yards, 20 yards. Um, he's starting to get him the ball. Defense is starting to play. You know, they're, they're just starting to show up um, at home after a tough loss. Or actually, no, they beat the they beat the Dolphins. But um, I, with the points – I mean, yeah, I'm going to go Falcons. I honestly like the over more than anything, but if, if I got to pick the game, I'm going Falcons at home just because of the way the Panthers have been playing, uh, especially after Sam Darnold getting benched last week. Yeah, the coach said Sam Darnold's still the guy, so I think Sam Darnold needs to play with a chip on his shoulder. And you hear the rumors about them asking about Deshaun Watson. Bruh, you got to play. You're, you're five, six games into this new team, and you're already on the hot seat kind of. Like you got to come yeah. show out against a bad Falcons team, so yeah, I would go with the Panthers on that one. All right, uh, we got Colts Titans. I'm going to go ahead and hammer the Colts, especially because the Colts are at home. Uh, I really do think that they're the better team, and this is not an important game. So you know, Mike Vrabel is not going to be as serious about this. <laughs> um, I- I'm doing Colts money line. Yeah, I like the Colts too, even though you know Vrabel is a wild man. I mean, he's over there saying he'll cut off his dick to win a Super Bowl. You got to think that his players are, you know, they got his back. If they know he's willing to lay that on the line, um, but the Colts are a different team at home. I know I mentioned it before. Uh, plus, with that defense, uh, I'm gonna love to watch that Darius Leonard, Derrick Henry matchup all game yeah. long. I want to see how many times they meet in a gap throughout the game, because I mean. Dude, Derrick Henry's a monster. Brett Favre actually just said he hasn't seen a player as dominant as Derrick Henry since Randy Moss in like 
I don't even know what year he said, like 98. He just said, there's nothing that anybody could do to stop him right now. Put seven in the box, eight in the box, nine in the box. I mean, you just can't stop him. So I, I actually can't wait to watch that game because I love watching the defensive side of the ball. But I agree with you, Mikey. I, I, I would take the Colts. Yeah, for yeah. sure the Colts. And I've watched this. Darius Leonard's my favorite defensive player in the league, probably. I've watched this matchup before. He don't want it with Derrick Henry. He's crazy. He's the maniac. That's his nickname. Yeah. Darius Leonard. Derrick Henry, Darius Leonard's kind of a smaller. He, he only weighs 220. Yep. That's small for, you know, an NFL linebacker. Derrick Henry's going to win that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I saw that Derrick yeah, Henry listed so. at like 245, which is like the biggest lie in the world. The guy's like 6'3", got to be <laughs> close to like 270, 280, and they haven't listed at like 245. Insane. Insane. I don't understand. The guy's a freaking nature, and uh, you could always put a touchdown on him. Yeah, out of 17 games, you'll, you'll make your money back. Yeah. Um, next game. Uh, Bengals Jets covers nine and a half right now. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals uh, minus nine and a half. I don't see the Jets. If the Jets are at home, uh, like you said about Derrick Henry and how Brett Favre said that he's the greatest unstoppable player, I'm starting to feel that about Jamar Chase. Jamar <laughs> Chase is a. Uh, I mean, dude, I've never seen a, a rookie just come out and just flat out dominate the way this guy is dominating. He has a great chance to win rookie of the year. I, a lot of people were thinking that it was Kyle Pitts, but Jamar Chase just came out, showed out, is balling out. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep hammering uh, the Bengals' money line and always cover their spread because they've been feeling it. So I'm going to go ahead with the Bengals. I'm with you on that. The real Broadway Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's balling. Yep. Yeah, I mean, how do you not take the Bengals in this one? It's just tough, uh, especially if uh, Mr. INT isn't playing. You know, they got a backup in there. Um, right. I got the line actually on DraftKings. I just looked at and moved to 10 and a half. Not surprised. You knew when you looked at that early in the week that it was going to go up. I just think the Bengals are the real deal. You know, like you said, Jamar Chase, he's just the real deal. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jeff, like you said, dude, the guy's the real deal. And Mikey, I think you mentioned it on Sunday when we were doing our picks. How many people know that the Bengals are like the number two defense in the NFL right now? I feel like not a lot. So you right. put that against a, a Jets team with a potential backup quarterback. Granted, they've been playing good pass defense to this point in the year. They struggled last week. Um, how do you not take the points? We actually, I think we talked about that on Sunday too. They have, there's been so many of these games, these chalk games that you look at and you're like, I got it. You know, you got to take the points. And these teams have been covering. It, it seems to happen almost every single week. Insane. It's 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 been fucking crazy. I I personally think the last two weeks of football have been just boring, just because of the the outcomes and the lower scoring, especially with the unders. Um, but I'm never going to take it for granted. Football is always fun, and we've been making money, so never yeah. going to take making money for granted. But I wish it was just a little bit more entertaining. Uh, Dolphins Bills. This is going to be a tough one. You got the Bills as a six and a half favorite right now. Um, they're at home. Everything in my body wants to say, yeah, fucking obviously hammer it, but it looks like a rat trap to me. It looks like a square bet. What um, lines are you looking at right now? I saw 13 and a half. Yeah, 13 oh, and a half. Goodness gracious. I'm on Barstool right now. Get it. Take uh, it. Six and a half. Book yeah, it. I'm hammering it right now. I'm hammering it right now. <laughs> 
Yeah, because, dude, I'm looking at DraftKings. They got the Bills at minus 13 and a half. Dude, if it's at 13, I kind of would take – I would take it back, bro. I would take uh, – if it's at 13 and a half, I kind of want to take Dolphins plus 13 and a half. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's a ton of points. I, I, when I looked at 13 and a half, I just said stay away because everything yeah, – well, it's going to be a no bet for sure. Yeah, everything in me says take the Dolphins, like you said, with the 13 and a half. You know, Tua's showing flashes here and there. But, you know, I feel like that head coach always gets a team up to to play against in a big game. Um, but Buffalo's that team, man. Defense has been playing great. Josh Allen's took a turn for the season. Um, you never know with them. If anything, actually, no, I, I don't even like the over in that game. I'm I'm staying completely away from that one. I mean, they whooped them 35 nothing week two as well, the Bills. So the Dolphins need to have some pride. <laughs> so, right, exactly. Exactly. You can't just lay over. And if you do lay over, it's time to get rid of Brian Flores. Um, let's just do one more. I, I I hate to do this to you, Jeff, but, uh, yeah, Eagles – or not Eagles. Um, Steelers, Browns. I think that's going to be my bet of the week. And, um, yeah, Browns minus three. I think I'm going to take that all day. I think that's going to be the easiest, easiest game to bet on. Um, ben Roethlisberger's just done, bro. And I, I uh, yeah. as is a, as I, I was, I'm a huge fan of Ben Roethlisberger. I think all the like he had a great career, but I think it's just time for him to hang up the cleats because he's winning everybody money. Every anybody that's not in in, in Pittsburgh, he's winning them all money, and it's it's uh it's, it's kind of sad to see him go down. What do you guys think? You guys. Like that minus three right there. I obviously can't say that, but what a Philly Godfather said, don't bet with your, your feelings. <laughs> yeah. don't bet with your heart. <laughs> I mean, Nick Chubb is coming back as well. He should be. Uh, that is. And the rushing game looked good for the Browns last week and their defense. If those guys get after Ben, he's just going to fold. He's got no right. juice left. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with you on that one. You got I love Miles it. Garrett going against Fucking Ben Roethlisberger, it's I feel so bad for the guy. Andrew Davian Clowney on the other side. Right, exactly, exactly. I um, love that one. I'm gonna buy it down to two and a half though, just because I'm I'm big on buying those points, just in case they win yeah, by a field goal. Um, but no, I I said the same thing that you did, Mikey. Ooh, hold on. It's. Uh-oh. I just feel bad because my boy Najee is gonna get the ball thirty times because Ben can't do anything. <laughs> just right. Taking a bunch of hits for no reason. Way to way to use your fucking rookie right away. Yeah. Get all his juice out. Um, all right. I think that covers it for the bets of the week. Uh, those bets of the weeks were brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Go ahead and use Bet Rivers. You guys can download that app. Use the promo code Mikey Bets. You will get a first match deposit, uh, first match bonus on your first deposit, up to $250. So go ahead, get that, and win today. Um, shit shows of the week to close it out. What were you guys' shit shows of the week? I'm going to let JMO go first. So I got one. I got to call out one of my boys, um, Moose. He bangs a porn star. A, a, she's not a star, I guess. But he he bangs a, a low level porn porn girl. What, so, what is that though? Time out. Is that like tier one, tier two, tier three? Is this an OnlyFans girl? Is this a porn star? Like what, this is girl? like she's bottom of the rookies. She's like Zach Wilson 
type oh, porn star. Yeah. No, she's hey, got a lot of content out there. No, no, no. That's not a. She's playing in like the Canadian Football League. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I'm like, all right. An escort. This is you're not getting. You're not getting any ass, whatever. That sucks for you, but this is what you went to. Okay, the porn star. She could at least be good looking, but he's my shit show of the week because she was here this weekend. I went by his house, and he's he's kissing this girl on the mouth. So I told him oh, I was gonna. Yeah, no. I told him I was gonna call him out on Sports Life, but that's a family podcast, so I'll call him out here. <laughs> and uh, I had to have a talking with him about that one. That was that was reckless. And but he loves it. Like he's on Twitter. He's a very successful businessman. Like he's posting her on Twitter all day. So he's like out there about it. I don't know what's up. It's kind of messed up. I think he keeps his Twitter life separate from his professional life. <laughs> no, all of his coworkers follow him. Oh yeah? Yeah. Like I've I've went to his Christmas party and like they're talking about it. I, I wish we could take a screenshot of Mikey's face right now. I can't tell if he's frozen or if it's just no, in disgust. I'm not frozen, brother. That's fucking weird, dude. That's yeah. almost weirder than the, the Kaplan story where the fucking the guy was messaging him. I don't know, man. That's I wanted to get into some detail with that story because if the guy on Cap's show looks the way that he you know, described him, I can't even imagine oh. the other people that that girl was like reaching out to. You know, like if she picked this picture. guy out. So I have a whole, I looked at this whole thing because I was just like, dude, what the fuck is going on on Twitter here? Uh, J.R. Strauss was the guy's, J.R. Strauss is the guy who um, is going to bang the wife, right? Who he asked to bang the wife. But the guy on Twitter, his name is Stanky Leg. I think it's Stanky Leg. Stanky oh, Leg. Stanky Leg yeah. That makes sense. Um, And he was like, yeah, dude, it was fucking weird, man. And then they called it out. They called it out on um, the podcast. And the guy goes, oh, man, this is literally the best show ever. Best day of my life. Thanks for mentioning me. And I was like, bro, what are you doing? So two days later, they're talking about the Tom Brady, Tony Romo situation. And I tweeted. I was like, nobody is loving this conversation more than Stanky Leg. Or Big Stanky. His name is Big Stanky 10. Big Stanky 10. That's his name. And... Uh, and the guy, he like, he tweeted me back. He goes, "Oh man, am I am I known as the cuck on ESPN 1000? That's fucking awesome!" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Bro, what? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, why do you think that's like a like a, a good thing?" And, and then like two tweets later, three tweets later, he's tweeting about how the Bears need to get better, <laughs> the Bears need to step up and shit. And I was just like, "Bro, what is this guy going through?" <laughs> so, and hold on, I'll, I'll show you what. He, let me read this because this conversation between me and this fucking weirdo was fucking disgusting, bro. I got to find it. I mean, me everybody has different goals, Mikey. Don't judge this man. He, this is what he, no. this was, Elliot, he reached Elliot, the pinnacle Elliot, I'm right judging here. Him. I'm judging him. Don't <laughs> tell me not to judge this man. This is fucking disgusting. That is it's not a title you want. It's 2021, guys. Be, be accepting. I, right. I don't care if it's 2021, 22, 23, 24. <laughs> This guy says, look, I said, nobody is loving this Tom Brady, Tony Romo combo more on Cap and J-Hood more than Big Stanky. And then uh, he said, am I going to end up being known as the cuckold guy on ESPN 1000? Uh, it's the Cap man's new favorite word, but for real, for me to give the ball up, Giselle has to give me a Cleveland steamer while Tom watches or no 600 ball. I looked up what a Cleveland steamer is. Do you guys know what? I can't even fucking say this. Yeah, I, I know what it is. 
I'll Google it here. Wait. All right. I'm going to say it to the listeners. I'm going to fucking puke saying this shit. All right. <coughs> so, I'm not going to say it, bro. Um, You're coughing just theory. thinking about it? <laughs> I, dude, I got a weak stomach. Me too. The Cleveland Steamer is, is far more specific than I've listened. It's a sexual act by nature. Um, when one person shits on another person's chest and then, <coughs> bro, I can't fucking do this. And then shits on, sits down on them and rocks back and forth like a steamroller. Bro. And I was like, I was like, Tom, you got fucking issues. That's nasty. He goes, or I was like, Big Stink, you got issues. That's nasty. He goes, Tom has to hold my hand and chant, thank you. Can I have another? I want steak. I want a steak dinner, a kilo of blow, 10 pounds of Hawaiian gold, and I want Holyfield's ear. The guy is shot. Like, I don't know how anybody could just willingly. And then, like, like I said, two tweets later, he's talking about how the Bears need to fix their offense. Bro, you got some <laughs> issues, my guy. Back to normal, yeah. Like, oh yeah, but weird fetish I got, but yeah, back back to reality. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean I that respect was my it. shit show. My no, don't respect that. Please don't say you respect that. Um, that was my shit show of the week. That guy literally shit showing steamrolling. Steamrolling. Oh I mean, you guys you guys are living a more interesting life than I am because, I mean, my shit show of the week is I'm just getting fat, guys. I got a lot of tailored suits that I no longer fit into. I had to go to a meeting today with life. no underwear on because I, I couldn't <laughs> fit my pants. Uh, I mean, that's my shit show is I got to get in shape or I need to get some new pants. So, I mean, COVID did a number on me. I mean, mo- not moving too well on the court. How big are your draws that you had to just go no draws? What kind of underwear are you wearing out here? Uh, so normally wool, I go Tommy John's wool underwear. No, I saw oh, normally yeah. I go Tommy John's. And the reason why I went no underwear is because I, I didn't have any clean Tommy John's. So I just had to make the executive decision. <laughs> Not a pair of shorts. Just look crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, well, dude, cause it's either I got Tommy John's or JMO. I mean, you, I mean, we've been in the locker room together. You know how I roll. I, I don't have the nicest wardrobe outside of my work clothes. <laughs> so I have a, a section of my wardrobe. That's very nice. And another section that's just ready to hoop in. So, you know, I, I had to get ready the other day. Had my other boxers. I was like, ah, dude, I can't even do it. So I got to start losing some weight. That's my shit show. Or I got to start. I got to get my pants retailered, which I'm a very frugal man. And I'm not going to do that. Well, I just started my diet. And uh, uh, as the listeners know, because I talk about it all the time, I used to be 315 pounds. Then I dropped to like. 200 and then COVID happened. So I gained like another 35 pounds. So I suggest, you know, starving yourself, putting your finger down your throat, uh, laxatives work. Um, yeah. Starving yourself, lots of Coke, whatever you got to do. You know, those are my, those are my, uh, diet tips to you. Now I know why you're talking to that guy on Twitter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, fucking joking. never in my life, but, uh, I won't do the Would Coke, be- but yeah, I'm, I'm 270. I need to go on a diet too. We'll just do a whole yeah. podcast diet. No, I literally just like, I just stopped drinking, uh, well, whatever. Stop drinking beer. And then, uh, fucking, yeah, just cut out some shit. Start eating healthier. Not going to the gym. Going to start uh, playing basketball with my boys in Elk Grove. And we'll see how it goes. Hopefully we can shed a couple pounds. Hey, 6 a.m., man. Make it happen. I was going to say. Monday, Fridays. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If J-Mo's trying to lose weight, me, you, get a little weight loss challenge going. 
I made a start today. Yeah. I played twice. I'm hurting right now. My legs are killing me. Fuck All these that, screws dude. in my knees just hurting, but so it'll be a sports it. podcast, a, a bullshit podcast, a betting podcast, and a weight loss podcast. I mean, what don't we do on the Mikey Bet Show? So that being said, guys, uh, it's been a hell of a fucking show. Uh, I think it was one of our greatest shows we've had. Uh, next week, it's going to be a good time. Um, that being said, thank you guys again for coming on, and we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Great time. All See right. you. Peace. See you guys. Peace. Bye.